0: Hey, smack him a I got my mentor shirt on, and I, I'm not gonna fucking bother to put on shorts. Okay, you can't see me now, but look, I got my hey. hat on. Alright? No shorts, mentor shirt, and ready to rock, and I am Dr. Fuck with.
1: Oh, yeah! Wadzilla, baby. I got my uh, Frank Booth t shirt on. Right on, man. Fuck, My hero. Fuck, uh, fuck Heineken. Fuck Heineken. Amps Blue Ribbon. Or if you're in a pinch, Roland Rock. Mommy. i going to send you a love letter. You know what a love letter is?
0: Yeah. A candy-covered <laughs> clown. How you doing, brother? Blue Velvet's awesome.
1: Fucking A right it is.
0: You know, I have it on Blu-ray, but it's like one of those regional things, and I have yeah. a regional player that can play it. Nice. I love that movie.
1: Nice. Yeah, I got the I got the Criterion uh version on Blu-ray. Looks amazing, but I'm I'm waiting for a 4K. We got so many David Lynch movies on 4K, but not Blue Velvet. But uh, I will rebuy that in a fucking heartbeat. Love that shit. Hell yeah. So what's going on, dude? Uh, Not much just got off of work not too long ago, so I'm fucking tired, but god damn it, there's no rest for the wicked. So we are doing some fucking Black Sabbath. I'm fucking excited. Uh, It's the day before Thanksgiving. This is going to post the next day, and to give our fans a special treat, we're going to give you a one, two. You're going to get this, plus our Q&A that we did live on YouTube. I, uh, yeah, I added I added some kick-ass music. To
0: it.
1: Yeah, so so check that shit out, man. If you if you didn't make it to uh, the live show or you haven't caught the YouTube video yet, and by the way, motherfuckers, make sure you subscribe, hit that notification bell, smash that like shit, all that. What you have, and uh, yeah, that Q and A was a lot of fun, man. We went for a while, and I'm working with the great uh, Chris Sinzak. Hopefully this weekend or next weekend. He's going to help my dumb ass straighten out all this Patreon shit. Um, So that's, you know, you listen to that Q&A. That's just a little taste of what you're going to get if you join our Patreon. We ain't going to break the bank. uh, But, uh, you know, it's going to be worth joining because you're going to get shit like this. So it's a little thank you from the doc and I. Uh, Check it out, man. We're back. We're back with the vengeance and uh, keeping it regular here, eating our fiber. And uh man, we're doing a classic one today. You know, you asked uh did we do the first Sabbath? I had to look. Cause you realize uh this July will be a decade we've been doing this show. You wow. know? Had our little pause, but yeah, a decade of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. So uh Yeah, we haven't done this and uh, or paranoid. Believe it or not, uh, but fucking a right, I'm I'm ready for it. But before we get into that, we got to give you some fucking news. And uh, man, the one that everybody's been hitting me up, especially you know, all potential active shooters have three names. Uh, Mark Allen Taylor has been blowing my shit up about uh, David Lee Roth possibly joining. This uh, Sammy Hagar atrocity that, that's hitting the road. And uh, I think it's pretty funny because, you know, Sammy, you know, he tries to play this good guy. He's he's the quintessential douchebag, but he always tries to come off like, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. Uh, yeah, if Dave wants to come out, if Alex wants to come out, and supposedly, I, I, I still say this is fake news, till I, till I see a video of the man saying it himself. And I know it ain't AI. Uh, Supposedly they said, fuck it, let's do it. Let's do it. And now Hagar's like, whoa, 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 Uh, uh, whoa. Maybe just a show, but you ain't doing the tour because he knows. This would take all the attention off of him. And that's all this tour is about. This isn't about fucking worshipping Eddie Van Halen or a fucking tribute. Nobody gives a flying fuck about Sammy. Unless it's some way tied to fucking Van Halen. And I got to tell you, even if this does happen, and say Dave was going to fucking, you know, they're playing a show in Seattle, and Dave's going to be there, I don't think I'd go to this shit. No, I wouldn't. I I, I pretty much know I wouldn't go. Because what are you going to get? Maybe one or two with Dave, and the rest is going to be this horrible Van Hagar catalog that I don't want to fucking hear you know fucking terrible i mean you and you and i both saw the 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 dave and sam tour uh you know we were at the same venue where dave headline crushed fucking hagar the fucking horrible i don't want to go to a show where it's a bunch of fucking pedophile douchebag van hay or van hagar fans uh you know and here mostly you know like shit off of balance you know on 50 50- and, and and to hear fucking Joe Satriani fuck it up like he did on Howard Stern, boy I, I love all these memes that are coming out. You know, like him fucking up the intro to fucking um, uh, Mean Streets, yeah. And and then uh, all those videos of Hagar's voice crackling. Everybody's like, well, but Sammy could still sing. Yeah, listen to that shit and tell me Sammy can fucking sing. You know, I, I got something
0: funny here. to tell you. You probably didn't see it. A Nuno betting betting court.
1: Yeah, i saw that
0: you saw what what um uh he said about sammy
1: i didn't see that i just saw like the clickbait thing oh, that says you know no, give no, no, no. give Saturani a pass what do you say about hagar
0: Dude, he was like sammy it was horrible for sammy to put joe on the spot like that and yeah. and he bashed sammy later on because a long time ago, like I don't know, 20 years ago, it was I think it was a Guitar Player Magazine or some magazine wanted Nuno Bentonport to interview Eddie Van Halen. And Nuno was like, oh my god, you know, that's his idol. You know, it was Eddie Van yeah. Halen. He never met him. He's like, oh my god, I'm gonna interview Eddie Van Halen, Freaked out. They canceled the interview, and you know why? Because Sammy Hagar was bitching about it, saying what the hell? I play guitar. Why can't I interview Eddie? And the Guitar Player magazine said, "Okay, Sammy," and they and they told Duno, "You can't do it,
1: Sammy." Right. What? What a <laughs> piece of garbage this guy is. You know what I mean? I know, no, but he's the nice guy. I see all these, these, uh, this shit. I mean, Facebook is blown up with the David Sammy hate. It's at, or you know, vice versa. It's at an all-time high. And I see all these fucking Sammy Hagar fan pedophiles um, saying, oh, Sammy's classy. You know, fuck Dave and his ego. You want to talk about ego, here's the difference. Dave can do an interview without talking about Van Halen. He can do one without talking about fucking Sammy. And Sammy can't do one without, you know, doing the same shit, you know. So, oh, oh, me and, me and Eddie were best friends on his deathbed. If that was true, Alex would be involved in this shit somehow. You, you know, it, there's, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. And I still doubt that Dave said this. And if he did, I think he's calling his bluff. And it just got proven. You know, now it's like, oh, he's doing the whole tour.
0: Uh, he can do
1: one song. Uh, yeah, no, the thing is, I
0: totally believe Dave did it. You know, Dave did say that because Dave is insane now. I'm sorry. I don't mean to badmouth him. And I'm not. Oh, yeah. Dave seriously has mental issues. I mean, look at his Joe Rogan interviews, the guy is just out there. He's not normal. And for him to say, oh, I'll do the Sammy thing, he's crazy. He'll do it because he's crazy. <laughs> but here's the thing. Dave, by being invited by Sammy, Dave, you know what he thinks. Look, I'm David Leroy. You're going to invite right. me on that tour? And that tour is all going to be about me now. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna go with you. Yeah, I'll do the tour. But here's my here's my thing. I headline. No brown M and M's. No brown M and M's. You're opening, Sammy. Fuck you all. You know how that's how Dave thinks because he's insane. Oh, you invited me to your tour. Okay, I'm gonna take over your tour. You know, That's Dave's philosophy, and then Sammy's like, oh fuck no, because Sammy, look, and that's Sammy before said he said it many times. Oh, I invited Dave to come up on stage so many times. And, and then afterwards, he said and he said it again on Howard Stern. But this time, somebody went to Dave. Hey, Dave. he's at. all right, I'll do it. And Sam was like, what? Because when Sam, <laughs> when Sam said that on Howard Stern, there's no way in hell that him and me thought Dave would accept that. You know, I'm like, there, yeah. there's no way Dave would... And that's the only reason he brings that up. It's kind of like what Gene does when he said, right. "Well, I asked Ace and Peter to do it, and I'm mad and angry now that they won't. But they want money, and you won't pay them that money. So f- right. that's your thing about fans and 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 Sammy Hagar. The way he built this for, like it's for the legacy of Van Halen, it's for the fans. Yeah. Well, the fans want Dave, and you won't give them it. And yeah. you also can't put Van Halen Tribute on your show because it's not. It's not uh, endorsed by Alex, or Dave, or Wolfgang. So you gotta call it the best of all worlds.
1: Yeah. where's Gary Sharone? I, I, I want Gary Sharone yeah, to come out there yeah. and make Sammy look bad.
0: I don't, you know, and I, and I don't care, man. I think Gary Sharone's better than A Rock. I thought Van Halen 3 sucked just as bad as the Van Hagar albums, but it was only one, so that makes Gary better than uh, Sammy Hagar.
1: But and, not, yeah, you know, a thing that I love, you know, for all these motherfuckers, they had four number one albums with, yeah. with uh, Sammy Hagar. Okay, well, who sold the most overall? The Dave. Uh, what was, who had the biggest tours? The biggest Van Halen tours ever were the reunions with Dave. Not, they're a 2004 reunion with Sammy Hagar. Okay, so there you go. The people want fucking Dave. The masses want Dave. The pedophiles out there want Sammy Hagar, and they're all fucking Dave. They like they're the worst kind of pedophiles. They want to be fucked by children, not fuck children. They want to be fucked by because they can't get it up. There's only one way to get it up, and that's to listen to Dave. You know. Yeah. They want to get fucked in the ass by children, whether whether it's a little girl with a strap on or it's a little boy cock up their fucking ass. That's what they're into, and shitty music. Yeah, it's in the Bible. Yeah, you know Jesus said that shit. I'm just repeating it. I'm, I'm just I'm just the Lord's vessel.
0: Jesus you hates Sammy Hagar.
1: He does. He does.
0: That's why he gave him the, the those fucking terrible lyrics. Jesus hates Mark Allen Taylor too for 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 talking about hurting somebody. Jesus pissed at him too.
1: Yeah. Well he's really pissed because he goes to the same dentist as Jesus. That's making him look bad. Um you know that in a mirror. Love you, Mark. Gonna be on your show soon, goddammit. Yeah. Um I can't wait for that episode. <laughs> that's gonna be fun. And get Terrence! I want Terrence on that fucking show, god damn it. I want some star power. Yeah, you're gonna have to get somebody else to listen. Yeah, yeah, you you, you lost Chuck Charles. I want the Mooger Fuger and fucking Terrence balance that shit out, and Jerry. But um, but yeah, yeah, this 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 fucking uh abortion of a fucking tour. I'm not gonna support this shit. I'm I'm not gonna go to it, man. I I saw, you know, the closest I can see to true Van Halen, you know, with the Wolfgang shit. But uh, so, you
0: know, you talk about Sammy Hagar fans being pedophiles and stuff, and this is actually the two Sammy Hagar fans we know.
1: Yeah,
0: we—they're uh, liars. They love to lie. They lie a lot. Mark Alvin Taylor, everything he says a lie. Then the other one we know is Bush, the guy that yeah. said fair warning is not as good as OU oh, you wait one two. He doesn't believe that. He's a Sammy fan. Therefore, he needs to lie.
1: And and Bushy also said that boy was 18, and I know damn well that boy was not no 18. That boy wasn't even eight. Yeah. (laughs) But he still said it hurt, you know. Anywho. Yeah, uh, fuck this fucking tour. Whether Dave does it or not, uh, I could give two shits less if they're not getting my fucking money. You know? last time I saw Dave it was with Eddie and I'm good with that yeah uh,
0: I'm, I'm done with Dave too you know hey I got my memories yeah you know everybody <laughs> just loves to shit on and never like acknowledge how amazing he was in the 80s. yeah and I was gonna
1: go uh, remember my wife bought tickets to go see that fucking end of the road craft when Dave was opened up but when it was announced he wasn't open up anymore I'm like I ain't going to fuck that shit um, Because I I saw multiple videos from that tour. Some, I thought Dave sounded like shit. Other would. I thought he sounded damn good. I'm like, I'll go. You know, I'll go just for Dave. But I'm not going to put money in fucking Hagar's pocket. You know, there is the novelty of potentially seeing Michael Anthony and and Dave together. But anymore, I'm like, you know, fuck Michael Anthony. You know, fuck him in his non-singing ass. He made his fucking bed now lying, you know? You, you, you fucking chose wrong. You're on the wrong side of fucking history with Sammy fucking Hagar, you know? Who, who
0: would and have he, thought back in the 80s, like, you know, back in like Diver Downs, that one day that bass player will be married to Sammy Hagar and become Hagar's wife?
1: Yeah, not his wife, his bitch. Michael Anthony is Hagar's bitch, you know, and, and, and it's a shame, you know, because I do think Mike got treated like, you know, shit, uh, you know, by Eddie and stuff like that. But you know what? You let it happen because you knew that was the goose that laid the golden egg. And maybe sometimes just a bitch is a bitch, you know, you know, it, you know, he could have stood his ground and not signed his rights away, but he did, you know, what else is he going to do? You know, play fucking, you know, the opening of a bar with Sammy. Fuck that shit. Yeah, fucking bitch. All right. Uh, oh, I got, a, I got another bitch fucking story here before we get into like metal news. This is just some rock news. This is some random shit I saw. But man, I, I, I thought of you and I was like, man, let's take out this bitch right here. This is some bitch who writes for Ultimate Classic Rock, and I had to see this shit. It was Beatles White Album songs ranked worst to best. Now, if you got two fucking ears, what's the worst song on the White Album?
0: Revelation Nine.
1: Yeah, Revolution Number Nine. Fucking a right. Everybody knows it. it's common sense. It's it's like who's the singer of Van Halen? David Lee Roth. Common sense. Worst fucking Beatles track, Revolution Number Nine. Well, this fucking pickle whistler over here, uh, there's there's uh, thirty tracks on the white album. Fucking Revolution Number Nine came in at twenty-five. All right, I gotta hear what did he thought was worse than that? Worst song he says on uh, he or or she, they don't say a name. Because a lot of times, you know, I, I see rankings like this, and, and when they're really shitty, I, I'm sorry if I, I sound misogynistic here, but a lot of times they're written by women. And I'm like, ugh. You know, either that or an 18-year-old boy who, who doesn't even know what pussy smells like. This just says ultimate classic rock. No, no author. Worst song, Wild Honey Pie, by McCartney. I
0: like that one.
1: All right, at twenty nine, the second worst song. Good night. Yeah, uh, you know what? I gotta agree there. I don't like that song. Still not worse than Revolution number nine. Not worse
0: than Revolution number nine, but it's the second one. I'm not exactly
1: okay. Uh, Number twenty eight. Don't pass me by. This motherfucker hates Ringo. I love that song. I love Don't Pass Me By. That's awesome. Now check this shit out. This shit's really gonna blow your mind. At twenty-seven, the continuing story of Bungalow Bill. Yeah, for, uh, yeah, he's first an idiot. Yeah, love that fucking song. Me too. Next song says uh, th- this is twenty-six. As Revolution, made. Honey Pie. This really, I love, I love Honey Pie. Great song. Great little. Yeah. Thing yeah so so and then revolution number nine okay and then let's go to the number one song now while not a bad song by any fucking means this person picked the number one song as while my guitar gently sleeps
0: I would put that right above good night I hate that fucking song and I hate the acoustic version too. I don't like that song at all. If there was no Revolution or Good Night, that'd be the worst song off White Album.
1: I, I will go on record. I absolutely love that song. But, you know, th- this is one of those, you know, Monday morning quarterbacks that says George Harrison was the greatest Beatle. You know? I'm like, really? Out of all the songs on the White Album, you're going to give that number one and you're going to pick five songs that you think are better than Revolution number nine.
0: You know what my favorite song on the White Album is? Probably not. Probably low on this idiot's list. Is uh, I'm So Tired.
1: Uh, let me see here. Let me go that's, back to this. That's my
0: favorite song off that let album. Let
1: me go. Go fuck. And, and this, this guy got paid to do this shit. That's what's really sad. Uh, I'm So Tired was number 11. <laughs> wow. So. And, nice. and, 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 and he said uh everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey was number 10 which again i love that song yeah i love it but above so tired above no. your blues no you know above glass onion
0: glass onion probably my second favorite off that album you
1: know "The rocky
0: raccoon no, blackbird though man there's a dude that album is so good that's why they are the greatest band ever
1: Oh, yeah, this guy, he had Blackbird at number five, but he said it's very uh, problematic and and will trigger, you know, people, because it's called Blackbird. Uh, I'm making that up, of course, but, uh, yeah, what a fucking idiot, and this guy, like, we should get paid for giving real good opinions here. Well, I do. (laughs) This motherfucker. Yeah, that's true, that's true. I got paid well. That's That's true, that's true. I need to step up my game. Because this motherfucker right here, that shit just pisses me off. He probably likes Sammy Hagar too, motherfucker. So yeah, fuck that piece of shit right in the ass. Pedophile. All right. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what old Blabbermiles fucking bitching about right now. Uh... Yes, I'm continuing without supporting you. I'm sick of your ads, blebbermouth. You know, you know. Actually, uh, Michael Sweet is very anti-Sammy.
0: I don't know if you've been seeing what he's been writing. Yeah. Oh, he's constantly bashing on Sammy. You know, what? he's like, man, you disrespect David Lee Roth. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be in Van Halen if it wasn't for David Lee Roth. I mean. He really goes out of his way to bat Sammy Hagar, never says anything nice about him.
1: Right, and you know, I have my disagreements with Michael Stripe or Strike or Sweet, whatever the fuck his name is, um, but it's in the Bible. You know, if you believe that shit, read your fucking Bible. You know, the, the shit about Sammy Hagar is in Revelations. You know, it's it's the end of the world, and if you look at everything, you look at the world. Perfect example. What do you always say? Everything was better 1984 and before. Yeah. The minute Sammy Hagar joined, everything goes to shit. You know, 9-11, the wars we got now, you know, horrible fucking movies.
0: But but you here's know, the thing, here's the thing, Ian. The reason why Van Hagar was so popular, because after 85, <laughs> shit that sucked got popular. A lot of crap. Yeah, like getting fucked in the ass by kids uh that's a, that's a thing now the uh-huh. breakfast club i love it Club. Uh, that, that's a karen movie if ever there was one I actually watched it the other day and i'm like this is fucking this is so shitty
1: yeah it was made in 84 though that, that guy i don't
0: like that dude yeah i'm sorry he died but i don't think he's done uh, i didn't like uh weird Oh. The guy that made those. Oh, oh,
1: John Hughes. Okay.
0: I didn't like Weird Science. I didn't like Candles, Sixteen Candles. I didn't like the what? Breakfast Club. I didn't like anything that guy did. But oh, that's why Van Hagar was popular because shit like Sixteen Candles was popular. Yeah. No?
1: Well, that's the reason like shit like Short Circuit was popular. That shit's fucking horrible. Look at Night Ranger. <coughs> They
0: fucked after 1980. <coughs> that was their last good. No, 85. Well,
1: <coughs> speaking of shit that sucked, like not only since 85, but since 1978. Ace Fraley will release a new single next week called "10,000 Volts." Okay. And uh, and uh, I don't know. Are, are you still under a gag order? Yeah, and
0: that's special. Okay, so I think I'll always do under a gag order when it comes to that.
1: Okay, but all right.
0: Yeah, I'm well, a DJ's fan. I love his last album, but he's got the guy from Trickster helping him on this album. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm thinking. You know, this is my wishful thing. Maybe the guy from Trickster was holding back. And kept his yeah. good material for Ace because obviously he had no good material for Trickster.
1: Well, apparently Ace really loves working with this guy because they're already talking about working on their next album together. And it's it's going to be a sequel. It's, it's uh, like not only to the, the new album that's coming out, but to Trickster because it's called Give It To Me Good.
0: Wow. Is Alice Cooper going to have a guest on
1: it? No. No, even he won't go near it. No. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear that shit storm. But I will give it an honest, like, hey, I'll listen to it. If I like it, I'll be the first one to tell you, and I'm wrong. But I got a feeling I'm fucking right. Yeah, I, I, I'm worried about this one. All right. Well, Metallica's James Hetfield says, My guitars are the conduit from my higher power through my body. Oh, boy. Man, hey, look, man, it's James Hesfield, the biggest
0: rock star on the planet. His, his ego's inflated, and so what? Let it be inflated. You know, I was listening to his podcast the other day, and this guy was talking about that. There's this stadium in in, uh, in Detroit. Yeah. And he named all these bands he saw at that stadium. Mm-hmm. He said, I went to go see Metallica, who just played there. I have never seen that many people.
1: And he went yeah. both ways. Oh. I mean, they're break they're breaking records like crazy.
0: Yeah, they they sold more than Taylor Swift, you know. And, and my point is, yeah, man, the guy's got a huge ego, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, my friend just saw him in St. Louis, and they broke uh, the. Apparently, it's even broken Sammy Hagar's record for St. Louis. Shows you what a shithole St. Louis is. Oh, so yeah. that place, oh, St.
0: Louis. You know. I have a meme somewhere. A guy, a, a Hagar twat,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, cussing out some dude in St. Louis, and he said, "You should get the fuck out of my town." But for like and Sammy and I wrote, "I go, yeah, dude, you should, you should leave St. Louis." You know, because it's it's filled with twats like this. Yeah, I know. I I leave St. Louis.
1: Why, why can Osama Bin Laden hit the fucking uh, the the arch there? you know leave New York alone yeah oh god all right yeah so yeah yeah but I'm like okay your last album sucked you know why why drag Jesus into it with you too you know that's kind of terrible blame Jesus you know for load and reload um, fear Factory's Dino Cavera's or however the fuck you say that says new singer Milo Silvestro on uh, on New Singer he says if you close your eyes you'll think it's Burton C. Bell. And if you close your ears you'll be happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, close your eyes and close your ears if you want to hear Burton C. Bell.
1: <laughs> yeah, not not a big fan. Not a big fan.
0: Ear Factory right? sucks. I love a soul of new machine. They were I mean that was a to me a pretty groundbreaking album. Their first. You right. know it had these elements I never heard before. It was heavy, it was awesome. Then the next album, the the universe. What is it? Universe. The
1: manufacturer.
0: Down tuning crap. It wasn't. It just wasn't exciting anymore.
1: I like a few songs here and there, but overall, yeah, it doesn't do it for
0: me. I saw them on that first tour with. uh, It was. Look at this lineup: Megadeth, Corn, Flotsam and Jetsam. By the way, opening for Corn, which is just crazy, and Fear Factory opened. And corn wasn't famous yet, but I remember people in the crowd had an ear of corn on a string around their neck. I mean, a bunch of them.
1: Were they should have pulled it off and shoved it up their ass.
0: They probably did, you know. But yeah. Fear Factory was okay. They weren't that great, but it was on the first tour, the first album. I love that album. Flotsam uh, was awesome, and I never heard of corn before. And I watched them, and I was like, oh, what the hell is this crap? but people went crazy. I saw Korn 2 open for Danzig and opening the whole show with Marilyn Manson. Was
1: I, I saw fucking Disturbed open up for fucking dancing. That shit was too. disturbing. Me too in, in Revolution
0: and I believe it was the singer Disturbed came up to me and gave me a demo. Their demo. Uh, yeah. Disturbed was, you know, brand new, unknown. And-
1: yeah, is that what he was doing? Like He was in the orange jumpsuit and he's getting electrocuted and shit? and.
0: I don't even remember. I don't know. I saw it was like
1: six feet under, uh it was Disturbed, Six Feet Under, and Danzig. Uh yeah, they suck too. They suck too. And their fans suck. If you're a disturbed fan, you know, get in line between the behind the Sammy Hagar fans to get shot. Fucking die. Um let's see. Oh yeah, uh, but Fear Factor, yeah, I saw Fear Factory open up for Ozzy on the uh, when he did the club tour before that fucking horrible osmosis shit and uh, yeah nobody liked him uh filling some on Pantera's return I know for a damn fact Vinnie Paul and Dimebag would have wanted us to do this I don't Paul, know I don't know
0: bullshit. about Dimebag dime but Vinnie Paul would definitely not want this to be happening yeah,
1: yeah no and, and that's exactly my feelings too yeah I, I think I, I think Dimebag would've. I think yeah, Dimebag would've lived Pantera would've got back together. I, I think that that's a given. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, fucking, Vinnie Paul went to his grave, he wouldn't want this shit. He would not want Phil and Rex making a damn red cent off this shit. Uh, I mean, that being said, you know, hey, I'll go see it, you know? I'm going to, to see, see it. it. It's
0: coming, yeah. it's opening down here, the first day of the tour
1: is down here. Yeah, you lucky bastard. Hell yeah, but yeah uh, you know, I, I think that's kind of, you know, how how can you say that when, I mean, he did. From the time Steinbeck died till he went to his grave, he was like, no. And I mean, he could have sold out a million times and said yes. Think he made any money with that fucking hell yeah bullshit? You know, that shit was garbage. Gar- hell yeah, hell no. Hell no, that shit was terrible terrible
0: i felt the same way about damage plan i was heartbroken but well, i loved Damage plan i thought that album was like really feeding into what was popular at the moment i, I mean
1: there was definitely a modern feel to it but i dug it i still like that album
0: yeah i thought it was
1: but i i don't know what the whole thing is with that, that that patrick blackman or whatever the fuck his name is Blackman. apparently he was a major fucking d-bag you know, but you now I was excited, like him coming from Hallford and everything. I mean, nobody knew who the fuck Zilla was. Bobzilla. Bobzilla. Get the fuck out of here. I got to trademark this shit. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, Greta Van Fleet on why they don't play to a click track live or in the studio. Who gives a shit? That's a horrible fucking band. Oh. That's a horrible, horrible, horrible fucking. Who listens to that shit? Mark out, mil- millennial fucking, fucking, ugh, crap. Uh, Paul Stanley's flu forces cancellation of Kisses Toronto concert. Uh, but uh, apparently they've already announced a make date date uh, on the We Were Just Kidding tour in 2024 so don't fret you fucking canucks oh my god there's a uh, lot of
0: kiss watching in canada i've noticed
1: yeah but they're nice yeah they're nice you know but i don't even fault them what do they they probably get like three channels you know and probably like eight months out of the year fucking frozen tundra you know and two of those channels are fucking hockey. And the other ones like goes back and forth between the grassy high, and uh, you know fucking kiss. So. Fucking Canadians, uh, love them. Uh, Getty Lee. Speaking of fucking Canadians, uh, this effing guy who just wrote my effing life names the hardest Rush song to play on bass while singing, and uh, I, w- I was curious of this, and he said it was the Anarchist. Off of uh, Clockwork Clock Angels. Angels,
0: that's a great song,
1: yeah. Great, great fucking album, man. What, what a, what,
0: what an a album, end.
1: yeah. I mean, so fucking strong, you know. So, yeah, good shit. They got a fucking cat crying, they're pissed daddy he got home and came straight out in the garage to fucking record. But god damn it, this show takes precedent. Uh, What else we got going on here? Uh, Gene Simmons says he's not a fan of cell phones. And cell phones hate Gene Simmons. Well, I know all
0: you, including you, Ian, no offense. All you twats out there that are uh, against cell phones. And I'll I'll tell you. That's me. I'll tell you this. I'll give Ian credit more than fucking Gene Simmons who is fleecing people, charging them all his money, and they go see your dumbass and you're bitching about be- them being on the phone, Ian has more right, even though I don't agree with it. Ian is the kind of guy that's like, I am against cell phones at shows, but I'm totally for a drunk guy yelling lyrics into your ear so you can't hear the band on things. That, I'm, I'm for that, you know? But whatever. Nobody is paying <laughs> Ian to go up to Ian with a cell phone.
1: Yeah. But he, Ian, here's...
0: And let me tell you something, Ian. If you were okay. getting paid like they get paid kiss which is a million a show you're gonna go up on stage and complain about cell phones
1: fuck no I, 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 would, I would but here's my thing I think gene has a valid point I know because because these people out there with their cell phones are filming yeah what they're selling for so much and and, and, and then they're gonna look at that and go why why would I go see this fucking sham you know they're, they're they're playing the wrong song. You know, look 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 how shitty this show is. I don't want to go. It, you know want him writing the pocketbook.
0: You know why I'm all for cell phones, 100% at shows. Was it? Because let's say a band I like is opening their tour in Timbuktu. I get to see it the next day online
1: yeah.
0: because of some guy in his cell phone. Well, it, you it, it, check out cell phone shit all the time. Yet you complain to <laughs> people. But boy, if they if there's some <coughs> footage online from something that happened on the show and a guy filmed it with a cell
1: phone, you'll click play. Well, here, here's the thing I'll say about you. I'm, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a pass here. Not that my opinion matters jack shit. When we went saw Rush, you locked in on it and you held your phone down. Yeah. And took video. I'm talking about these cocksuckers. You know, you're paying a lot of money. Like say you're on the floor to show and you got some asshole holding up his phone like this the whole fucking time. That's why I once saw a fucking Les Claypool when he was doing the animal shit and everything. And there were some fans down there, like they're holding up vinyls and everything. You know, primus vinyls. And he's like, Hey, hey he's like, I'm so glad that you bought, you know, those records. You know, you put my kids through college. But The people behind you probably don't appreciate not being able to see shit because you're holding this shit up the whole time. And I love that. And 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 that's what I hate. I don't know. Me, I'm the guy, I want to be in the moment. Even if I'm drunk and I forget this shit, at least I feel like I was part of it. But you got some fucking jackass who probably... And and you know the guys, 90% of the people doing this fucking phone shit aren't real fans. You know what I mean? They're just like, Hey! Fred and accounting. look what I did the other night I went to a rock concert you know and they're holding this shit up they're blocking views of people who paid you know what it costs to go to a fucking concert nowadays And you got all these pricks in front of you with a fucking phone fucking prick fucking millennial fuck Sammy Hagar cocksuckers fuck that shit unless you do it polite like Ralph and hold, hold your phone down
0: yeah. yeah, I don't mind, man. Somebody holds up their cell phone in front of me, I'll move a little to the left, move a little to the right, and continue to to um enjoy the show. Yeah,
1: well, you're a nice guy, Ralph. Nice guy, Ralph. That's that's gonna be a good fucking nickname. Yeah, and you're
0: a pricky end because you're all yeah. drunk people yelling in your ear during shows. Yeah, now, fuck I go to too. shows to remember it. Okay, I pay my I pay my uh, money for a memory. Not a drunken haze. Don't we'll pull out a Kodak Discman and take a fucking picture. Well, all I can say is that I don't mind cell phones. I'd rather uh, have all drunk people kicked out of the show so I can enjoy it. Or All drunk people that know the lyrics. The Drunk people that don't know the lyrics, I'm fine with them. I'm 100% <laughs> fine with them. As long as nobody's screaming in my ear. I remember when I saw Zach Wilde. That happened, and I was like, "My God!" And it was a, it was one of those acoustic shows, and you know I'm a big book of book of, Mir- uh, book of uh, yeah shadows book of shadows. And when he was playing book of shadows shows, songs that I never ever seen him play before, some drunk is singing singing the song in my ear. Suck. Yeah.
1: I don't do that. I might piss on your leg, but I ain't, I ain't going to sing this I,
0: I'd rather you piss on my leg than scream in my ear, third.
1: No, that's why I love going to shows with you. Uh, Sharon Osbourne says on Ozzy, It's been devastating to watch somebody who puts money in your bank account be sick for so long.
0: Nah, what she really means is it sucks that this guy that could put money in my bank account is still alive. I can't wait till he so I can let out all that Randy Rhodes material I've been holding on to.
1: Oh no shit! No oh yeah, there,
0: there, there. You know, I brought this up on the only news that matters on YouTube. That the rumor is, you know, mm-hmm. that there is a Pro Shot Diary of a Madman show filmed in Largo. Now, for all you bootleggers out there, there's a million Pro Shot shows from Largo. Aerosmith, Night in the Ruts, Tora, Heart, of Strange. Yes. They're all full shows, cameras, because that arena had screens. So they were yeah. projected on screens and, and bands would ask for a recording. And Sharon asked for a recording. This was all a rumor. Well, there was like two people that left comments going, actually that's true, she does own that. Like, these people I guess they know the inside stuff. They're like... There's totally a pro shot uh, show, but unfortunately the arena gave her the only copy.
1: Keep telling people about this sad story. I'm gonna take a piss.
0: Yeah, oh, so, oh, uh, screw Sharon Osbourne. She kicked Randy Castillo. I mean, I'm sorry. She kicked Phil on in the knee in front of Randy Castillo's casket that was open. There's Randy Castillo dead and with Phil in front of the casket and Sharon goes up to him and kicks him in the knee. What a woman. There's also a story where she threw the drummer of Motorhead, which was not Mickey D at the time, down a flight of steps. That was, I actually caught that on the Osborne Like Kelly was telling, Mom, remember when you kicked the drummer of Motorhead down a flight of steps? And uh, she's an evil, evil woman. Yes, because of her, Ozzy's still alive, you know? And Ozzy is her cash cow. And her whole thing is really, man, it's like, Ozzy fell in love with her when she was very unattractive, very huge, you know? Uh, she wasn't going to find anybody like Ozzy, because Ozzy was making a lot of money at the time, when he bit the, the bat and all that shit. became huge and she's like oh man this is perfect you know so uh yeah she's been using ozzy this whole time she wants ozzy to die i don't believe for a second she cares of ozzy's health i I just don't believe it for a second she's an evil conniving woman and people love her that just shows you how people are (laughs) right ian
1: yeah, fuck that bitch. Yeah, there you go. I was at a show one time, Sharon Osbourne was right in front of me holding the a camera phone the whole time. Fuck her. It's no, no. singing.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, she got drunk once and screamed in my ear some fucking uh, you know, when I went to go see um, the Thompson Twins. <laughs> she got nah, drunk yeah. and screamed those Thompson Twins hits in my ear.
1: She, she ruined was, my whole Cold Chamber show. You know, she's like, I manage these guys. They're gonna be huge. Cold Chamber, what a terrible fucking band.
0: I saw Ain't them. No I like, go, big. Yeah, me too. Five. You know, but God,
1: they were terrible. What a shitty band. Speaking of terrible, I, I, I'm afraid to even listen to it. Uh, I haven't seen a good response. Uh, apparently, Dave released another song from this unreleased John Five album called "Wash it. and Fold." I heard. It. Yeah. You heard it? How bad? bad?
0: Yeah, it's bad. It's better than the last five of them, though. I like the 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 first one over over the Rainbow yeah. Barn Grill. I like that one, and this one I kind of like. It's not heavy. It's weird, but I dug it. I mean, I didn't think it was great, great, but I thought, all right, out of all these songs they released lately, that's the best one out of all. Of them. That's awesome
1: maybe i'll check it out i don't know don't look good that's my hero i, I don't want to see it
0: i oh, just live off the past glory man dave is never going to be dead again it's dead oh yeah
1: oh here we got some sad news there's another new Megadeth guitar player
0: it's official keep going coming back
1: nah fucking cuckoo la fucking uh I don't know. He's, he's still taking a extended hiatus.
0: I gotta fill my glass.
1: Yeah. So now they got this new dude. Uh, Timu uh, Baba. I don't know what the fuck his name is. Uh, this guy's playing guitar now for Megadeth. And uh, it's a collective who gives a shit. I mean, on the upside, they usually do get, you know, great guitar players. But uh, you know, until you let them write, you're gonna get shit like The Sick, the Dying, and the Dead. I guess this dystopia was a fucking fluke. Um, uh, it. Get Chris Poland. Get Chris Poland back. Now I'll give a shit. Fucking negative. Overrated. Fucking shit. Fucking Risk. What's that other horrible one besides Risk? Uh,. It's the one where fucking Vic Rattlehead's crawling out the fucking stomach. The one, the one with Al Patrelli. Yeah, because that's what I think of when I think of Megadeth, fucking Al Petrelli. Uh Megadeth needs to make an album with that, uh, that that Michelangelo Sambello dude that plays the fucking 17 neck guitars.
0: I thought Mike Petrelli they, did a couple really good albums. Uh, Standby for Pain by Widowmaker. Unbelievably great
1: album. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh... But, uh, anyway. Ah, oh, shoot. Let's see what else we got. I'm getting drunk. Uh, but, uh... Let us see. Kiss announces epic New York City takeover to celebrate the band's final show ever. I what the fuck that's gonna be.
0: Well, you know, when I-, I... I hope
1: there's a fucking terrorist attack. That's what I hope.
0: When I went to New York in 1996 to see Three of the four Madison Square Garden reunion shows, New York was all about KISS at that time. Anywhere you went, it was KISS mania. It was great, man. I I had a great time being up there and seeing it. The only reason I didn't see four shows, because my friend Eve... uh, I love her. It was her birthday on uh, Saturday. So we saw Thursday, Friday, and Sunday
1: She said Saturday I want to see a good band.
0: No, Saturday we went to a bar, and we saw Barry's birthday at a bar, but uh, it was it was Kiss Mania. New York was all about Kiss. Everywhere you went, something about Kiss. It was really cool because at that time the Kiss squats weren't in full effect.
1: I hear you there. All right, what else we got? Oh. Some good news. Man, we talked about last week. Saxon just announced a new album. Hellfire Damnation. did you hear that song? Yes, I did. Man, was that good. I got a little worried when it started with that kind of like power metal fucking like that that stupid ass Man of War like narration and shit. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Uh-oh. And then it kicked in. And I was like, Fucking A. And I read the article and I'm still kind of confused. I don't know if Paul Quinn's involved at all on this or if it's all with Brian Tatler. Uh, but goddamn, what I heard sounded good. You know, better than the new Judas Priest, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Blow the way both those songs.
1: Mm-hmm. And produced by Andy Sneep again. You know, from Judas Priest, and you know, producer, you know, metal current metal producer extraordinaire. Uh, but I dug it, man. I mean, if this is any kind of indication of of the album, and you know what else I liked? Ten fucking songs. Ten fucking songs. You know, not overstaying your welcome. Hopefully, they picked the ten best. You know, but either way, I'm so. Ten songs, all you fucking need. Unless it's a goddamn White Album. And then you only need 29. You don't need that 30th track, that fucking Revolution 9 shit. That or Good Night.
0: That's what I like about the White Album, is that it ends with those two songs. <laughs> Please, and, I
1: ne- and I never hear them. <laughs> it just yeah. turn off
0: number 9. I don't bother with Good Night.
1: Yeah.
0: I think the song before is Cry Baby Cry. That
1: oh, I love that song. I that's-
0: think that's the song before Revolution but, uh,
1: yeah, that's a, uh, those are probably two of my least ever heard uh, Beatles songs. This is Revolution Number no. 9 and Goodnight. Yep. And I think, actually, I've heard Goodnight more than Revolution 9. But, uh, yeah, so New Saxon, man. Fucking A right. Fucking A right. Stones announced a new tour. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, they're coming here to Seattle. But... It's on a Wednesday. And I got a new job, and I don't have a lot of, uh, you know, leave. So I don't think I'm going to go. I've seen the Stones a bunch of times. But without Charlie, I don't know. See, the thing is, I would have to see the set list. And if the set list doesn't, like, totally blow me away, uh, yeah, I, I ain't taking a the for that.
0: You know I've never seen the Rolling Stones.
1: That's insane. I know. I know. That's insane. Now they're I got to see him. they Orlando. Yeah. I yeah, shit. I, I saw them, uh, shit, last I, time I saw the Stones was twice in one weekend. Friday in Miami and Sunday in Orlando on the, uh, the fuck's that one album? You know no, 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 no. Steel Wheels I saw at Alpine Valley. Uh, Voodoo Lounge I saw at Soldier Field. Uh, Bridges to Babylon. Yeah, it wasn't a good album, but a uh, great show. Uh, yeah, real good show. But hey, I, I got to see him with Bill Wyman, so there you go. Oh, you saw him with Bill Wyman? Yeah, on Steel Wheels. They saw Bill Wyman. Nice. Yeah, I think I talked about it. I got all pissed because I saw The Stones and The Who in the same uh, summer. And uh, The Who came out and played for three hours. So I just thought that all classic rock bands played for three hours. And The Stones only did two and I, I felt robbed. But uh, yeah, Who I've show. seen a lot. I saw their Trail
0: World tour
1: in 1982. Yeah. Oh, that, that had to be a good tour. Oh, uh, It
0: was Awesome, and then when they united, I saw them do full Quadrophenia album. That was amazing. Then I saw them do all of Tommy. Yeah,
1: they did Tommy when I saw him.
0: I seen, I seen the Who about five.
1: Right on. Only saw him once, but hey, I got to see the Ox. Man, got to see John him. Yeah, me too. That's fucking awesome. He's
0: my all time favorite bass player. You know, when, when he died, I said, I go, Oh my God, my. And a friend of mine, cool dude, you know, but he was like, Yeah, you're just saying that because he's dead. I was like, No. The Ox has always been my favorite.
1: Oh, he's a great bass player. Not my favorite, but goddamn solid. And I was so pissed when, uh, you know, when he died that they didn't get Johnny Rod to replace him. Because that made sense. Uh, a report says ACDC to perform at, at uh, in Munich, Germany at a stadium next June. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel, man. Uh, the cell phone shit I saw from Power Trip, I got to say, man, I was not impressed with, and I'm not just bitching about fucking Brian Johnson here. Uh, I thought the guitars sounded off and i don't you know now you could chalk that up to being fucking rusty too you know look how long it's been since they've done a tour uh, you know or maybe not gelling with fucking you know their fucking third cousin or whoever's playing malcolm's part now i don't know what i when i saw power trip i was like eh but it's fucking acdc i mean if they came through i'd go see them that's kind of sad. I, 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 I would take a day to go see ACDC, even if I thought they were going to sound like shit over going to see The Stones. But, I mean, maybe that's because I've seen The Stones like four or five fucking times. But, uh, love ACDC, God damn it. Uh, uh this bitch, fucking Robert Plant on Led Zeppelin's decision to disband following John Bottom's death. It was right for me.
0: Well, you know what? I'm glad it was right for him. Because I don't don't want no Led Zeppelin without John Bonham. Yeah. That's a band that did it right. You know, that broke up. They said, look, fuck this. You know, we're not going to continue without John Bonham. He left such a great legacy to the band.
1: It it was interesting, though, reading that article. I had no idea that uh, Jimmy Page and uh, John Paul Jones were like, "Let's get another drummer," and it was Plant who really said no. And
0: I applaud Robert Plant for that. Yeah. Because can you I, I, imagine? Can you imagine how shitty Led Zeppelin would be in the '80s? They would have been shitty.
1: It you know how they? You know how they wouldn't have been shitty if they got Bill Ward.
0: Yeah, but Bill
1: Ward was struggling with addiction at the time. Yeah, I don't want to hear his people's problems. Get out there and drum. I like I like Bill Ward better than John Bonham anyway. I do as well. But uh, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Or maybe it is. I don't
0: know. Legs up and broke up at the right time.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no, they didn't. They should have broke up after presents.
0: They're kind of like uh, the seventies. The Beatles ended at the end of the 60s and Zeppelin ended at the end of the 70s.
1: Yeah, but Let, Let It Be is much better than fucking In Through the Outdoors. That well, shit sucks.
0: technically, it's Abbey Road.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes it sound even worse. Abbey Road's ten times the album <laughs> Let It Be is.
0: Yeah, no, no. I, Let It Be it, <laughs> is not that strong, dude. It's got great songs on there.
1: It, it's good, but it's no Abbey Road. Yeah, and, no. And no I mean,
0: this is the Beatles. This shows you how incredible the band was. They did the whole of They scrapped it. Come on, let's try another. And they ended up yeah. doing like you know one of their greatest albums ever.
1: Yeah, and, and, and Zeppelin tried to do that, and they released Coda. Oh, so, I, Be- that was bad. Be- Beatles win. Could you? Could you imagine? I mean, I can't imagine because by the time I was into Zeppelin, you know. Coda was already in existence, you know. My dad had it on vinyl, but could you imagine, like, you know, the the trauma of like, holy shit, there's no more Led Zeppelin. But hey, we got one of the bolts, and then you get Coda. You're like, I
0: was, I bought it too. I bought the record when it was brand new, and I was
1: pissed You know, yeah. The only thing worse than that would be the first firm album. Holy shit. Or the second like, firm like, album, for like, that I like
0: one song off the second firm
1: album. Which one. that All the King's Horses shit? That song.
0: Was it that song? Yeah, I think it was that song.
1: That, that was a single off the second song. Yeah, I didn't mind that. But I like Radioactive. You don't like Radioactive.
0: I not like that song, man.
1: Radioactive is the only song I like off the fucking first firm you know, album. You know, I that went shit's to, terrible.
0: I went to a firm concert before it was sold out. I went to sneak... And I got caught. You know, I never got to see The Firm, but I was there at the concert.
1: <laughs> uh, here's something that surprised me. I, I didn't read the article, so fuck, I don't know. I'm just talking on my ass here. But apparently, Paul McCartney tried to convince Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson to tour together. I didn't even think Paul McCartney would know who the fuck Rush is.
0: Yeah, I know. That's kind of like, uh, that's kind of mind-blowing.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty cool, you know, And you know, there's a lot of fuckers out there who hate Paul McCartney and I don't get that. How you know? can you hate Paul McCartney? I, I, I don't get it. Like he's he's not even, you know, John is my favorite Beatle. you know, I'm, I'm that that stereotypical motherfucker, but I love Paul McCartney and I, I love him all the cheese and everything. I love that say, say, say shit. You know, I love spies like us. I love cheesy Paul. You know, and even she, he's fucking Paul McCartney. God damn! You know? Do you know the whole
0: story about "Spies Like Us"? That song?
1: No, never heard who it. was enlighten-
0: it that who was it that directed that movie? Was it Dan Aykroyd? That directed right.
1: spies like us? Was it him or John Landis?
0: It might have been John Landis. Well, the story is Paul McCartney wrote the song, gave it to him, and they thought it was terrible. But they were too afraid to tell Paul that, so they released the song
1: "Terrible and All." Wow, I still like it. I, shit, I like "No More Lonely Nights." I like that fucking horrible "Give My Regards to Broad Street" shit. I
0: saw that in the theater. I wasn't, I wasn't happy.
1: I've never seen it. Uh, it I saw it there.
0: I mean, there were some good parts, silly love songs they played, and some other ones, a couple of two or three, but uh, it was kind of a boring movie
1: yeah uh here's something i was kind of taken aback by uh gary holt is not going to be involved with uh carrie king's new band since he's too busy uh with exodus uh so it makes me wonder who in the fuck is going to play with carrie king and who would be a good mix for that and we talked about this on the last one i'm still kind of perplexed on who's even singing because it was you know long rumored that phil and selvo was going to be you know the voice of the new carrie king project but with the success of the terror reunion and everything uh looks like that's not happening uh it is known that it's going to be carrie king and paul Bostoff which i love ball stuff i'm not a Bostoff hater uh but uh be real interested to see who this new band is and does he take the like I'm gonna get an unknown guy so I don't have to pay a lot of money and I get the majority of everything which let's face Slayer is very money hungry you know this band puts out more merch than the fucking Ramones you know Uh, so Kerry King gonna get paid Bostov you know he, he gonna get like you know food allowance you know, but let's see who's singing and who's playing lead guitar. Very I, interesting I, I, to see.
0: I don't care because I don't like Flair. The they're not, they're, they're evil and I'm opposed to oh, it. Man. <laughs> not a fan.
1: Well, last story, unless you have something else no. uh, before we get into the album. Now, this is something I long suspected. And you know, a lot of people would say, "Oh, that's a that's a you know, you're a conspiracy guy. This is like some QAnon shit." Uh, but uh, it's 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 just been released because Jason Becker, and this is so sad because of his ongoing medical costs and everything. He is auctioning uh, the guitar that Eddie Van Halen gifted him, and that does break my heart. Yeah, you know? that. That, that, that's terrible, for this poor man, uh, you know, all he's gone through, and then here you have this guitar, and you have to part with it just to pay your medical bills. But, hey, that's our, our medical system, but uh, I'm not gonna get a soapbox there. But anyway, um, so in the interview with Jason Becker, he's talking about, you know, meeting Eddie, getting the guitar from him and everything, and it turns out that Eddie, like kind of I mean it's kind of a dick move on Eddie's part. But Eddie gave him the guitar because he felt bad because this shit all happened after Jason Becker heard Van Hagar. That's when he started getting these symptoms sure. and everything. Yeah, so Van Hagar is responsible for the you know, the poor condition that Jason Becker is living in, and that's just you know, it kind of did that to me emotionally, but, you know, I was able to, to carry on. But, I mean, this poor guy, you know, as a guitar player, you know, and, and, and then he hears what what happened when Dave left and it afflicted him like this. It's really unedited, Eddie.
0: Right? Yeah, he was horrified about it. It wasn't like he liked it and, and became a liar yeah. other Sammy Hagar yes. fans. That just left a lot.
1: Yeah, it, it physically made a mill. And uh, that's a terrible thing. But yeah, that's... I don't know. That, that is fucked up, man. This, this poor bastard, Jason Becker, man. God damn. Could you imagine? You know, like, before you go home and, you know, you bitch about your fucking white people problems, think about this asshole. You know, and I, I don't mean asshole, but you know what I mean? Think about Jason Becker. He has to use his eyes to fucking read and do all this shit. Uh,
0: You know, decades ago, they only gave him a couple
1: years, man. Look at him. I know. And he's still alive, man. This guy's still kicking. It's wild. It's wild. And if I ever had a bad thing to say about Dave, which I normally don't, I wish Dave had done more for this guy. I really do. That kind of disappoints me.
0: You know what? Dave is the kind of guy that doesn't like to
1: publicize this shit. Remember when... He yeah.
0: Michael
1: Anthony that's true he might have done some shit behind the scenes but he didn't yeah, I'm like sure fucking, he did I'm sure he's helped uh, Jason lot. I'm sure yeah I, w- I would hope so I-, I hope I'm wrong there I hope I hope he did and yeah Dave Dave has been known to do that shit you know and you know another thing with Dave a lot of people like to make fun of like oh you know he, he couldn't make it his rock star so he was a paramedic Dave financially didn't need to do that. That's just crazy-ass Dave. Like, I'm going to do this.
0: You know, Dave still lives at his dad's house, that mansion. Yeah. You know, all or something like that. You have to have money, so, you know, you don't live in there.
1: Yeah. No, that's awesome. You know, Dave's
0: dad dad was on that episode, that show, uh,
1: with, oh, oh,
0: my God. Lifestyle, I think. There's an episode with Dave's
1: dad. Uh, I saw an episode of this show like uh, my son was the best singer in fucking Van Halen. (laughs) And his dad was on that. But yeah, poor Jason Becker, man. That's just... That really does suck, man. He should be buried with that guitar, not forced to sell it to pay for fucking medical expenses.
0: Yep.
1: That's just... That's sad, uh, Jason Becker,
0: man. Awesome guitar player. Awesome. I was into Jason Becker
1: before he was in you know, Yeah. Did per- you like that cacophony bullshit?
0: Yeah. I own both of them, and I own uh, what was the name, Perpetual Burn, or something like that. The first. Yeah. One. Oh, that's great
1: stuff. I don't know. I, I'd have to give that cacophony shit another chance. I'm well, into
0: stuff mind. like that. Like I, I, I liked. Um, Oh, maximum,
1: uh, maximum security. What was his name again? Oh, Tony, uh, Tony Macalpine.
0: No, uh, McAlpine,
1: Yeah. Yeah, him.
0: I love Tony McAlpine. I got a lot of those shrapnel type records. Yeah. I mean, sure those shredders, man, and but uh, yeah. not all shredders, because there's like Guy Man dude. That, yeah. That was a little too much. It was just like. You know, and the guy from Nitro and Vinnie vincent it's all just yeah. nasty. Where I felt, you know, uh, Dragon's Kiss from Marty Freeman was good, and I owned that before he not make I felt they were, you know, it's instrumental albums, but they were great melodic guitar playing. And there was, a, of course, some showing off, but it didn't take away from the song. Maybe, the, maybe I'll
1: have to give it another chance. I remember listening to, you know, buddy of mine, and I'll, you know, I'll talk about him later in the show, but uh, he was into that shit. I've never been a big Marty Freeman fan. I don't know. It, it, to me, he has no soul.
0: Well, I will say, "Rust and Peace is overrated.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but to, to me, I don't know. I heard that cacophony shit, and it reminded me of like 99% of Yngwie. No, No fucking soul. I this, hate Five this.
0: Magics, I hate Poison with a Cure, I hate Hangar 18. The rest was great.
1: Oh, my God.
0: The rest was great. The only good thing about <laughs> Hanger 18 is the end of it. When him and Marty are going back and forth, I hate that song. I hate the way it starts. That's not wow. Maggie Death, man. It sounds like fucking Green Day. Oh! Come or on, now. The Offsprings. Come That's on total fucking... Uh, uh,
1: pop-punk bullshit. Uh, fucking Risk sounds like fucking Green Day. No, All right, well, let us
0: could have fit perfect
1: on Risk. Let's talk about an album we fucking love here. And, uh, The Birth of Heavy Metal with the debut album from Black Sabbath. Your favorite band. Yes. Well, Your favorite- clarify, it's the
0: 70s Black Sabbath right they are not my favorite band after this
1: yeah 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 nobody's gonna hold that tony martin shit against you or Dio or gillen yeah like i said nobody's gonna hold that tony martin shit against you um but fucking black sabbath uh amazing we haven't done this one (laughs) you know because this is okay you know i'm with you you know fuck all that blue cheer bullshit and stuff. And I like blue cheer. Don't get me wrong. I like a lot of this proto-metal shit. But this is fucking metal. You know? This, this is where it really all starts. Uh, you know, and the, the shit we know and love, you know, unless you're like a Hagar fan, then metal probably starts with Pat, fucking Pat Boone to you. Um, but holy fuck, listen to this album. This is some good shit. This is some good music. Uh, I love this shit. Do you remember the first time you heard this album, Ralph? No.
0: Uh, I heard the song Black Sabbath. I heard the song The Wizard. And I heard NIB. And I heard Warning all off. We saw so those from rock and roll.
1: Because
0: yeah. that was, you know, my brother owned Paranoid. But I bought their, at that time, greatest hits. And it basically had almost a whole album on there. I think the only thing missing was Sleeping Vill- Oh yeah, no, Wicked World was on there, I believe. But I I know Beyond the Wall Sleep wasn't, and Sleeping Villain. But I think the rest of that was on. So yeah, the first time I heard most of this album was when I bought We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll. Yeah.
1: I can't remember the first time I heard this one either, and, you know, I kind of realized doing this, uh, this is probably, you know, out of Classic Sabbath, the album that I listen to the least, um, and it's probably for the fact that, you know, like, you know, what we got here in the colonies, five fucking songs, uh, you know, even though shit's all split up and you don't know what's what. I mean, I'm sure there's nerds out there who know. Oh, well, at this second mark, that's when it's this. Blah blah blah. Go fuck yourself.
0: Um, there's some albums that doesn't have it listed in Sleeping Village. It's part of the warning, or is it? Right. Thing, bit of finger is part of the warning. But then there's albums that have bit of finger
1: and,
0: and uh, Sleeping Village.
1: Oh, oh yeah. This shit's been released so many times and so many different. You know, like. Uh, well, the, the the original British pressing didn't have Wicked World, I believe.
0: Yeah, it had evil. You
1: know, it had evil woman. So yeah, I, I much like you, I can't remember the first time I ever heard this one. But I realized this, this how much I took this album for granted because of that. Um, because I, I I think if you're, you know, a Sabbath fan like us who've heard these albums so many times. <sighs> I mean, shit like, you know, N.I.B. and Black Sat. you've heard ad nauseum, So I don't think these are the albums that you pick out when you want to hear Sabbath, because you've heard those a million times, a million different singers, you know, on on compilations and stuff like that. Uh, I just realized how much I slept on this one and left it alone. I would say this and, you know, technical are probably my two least listened to out of you know the the original Sabbath uh, god damn god damn I, I listened to this album probably five or six times after we decided we were going to do this and was just blown away and I felt bad for uh ignoring this album because I, I love this band but it's like you know how often do you listen to paranoid you know you're we,
0: the one I listen to the least
1: yeah, I mean, believe it or not, you know, we, we've talked about this a lot. For whatever reason, you and I both, when we're listening to Old Sabbath, we go to Never Say Die a lot. You know, Volume 4 is both of our favorites. Sabbath, uh, you know, Sabbath. Sa- Sabotage, You know, uh, you know, Master Reality. All those I listen to more than this but man it felt good to go back and see where this shit originated from give me one second
0: mean, keep talking
1: yeah um but god damn it it, it's so good and so different uh you know but yet you know being somebody who grew up on metal uh there's a lot of shit familiar but i i just tried to put myself in the headspace while i was listening to this like You know, imagine all you knew was like music before Black Sabbath. And then all of a sudden you hear this. I can't imagine what kind of culture shock this must have been. And like this whole new type of shit. Which unfortunately you don't get in this day and age. You know, you don't get anything groundbreaking. You know, everything is either plastic or derivative so yeah I, I this had to be you know for some you know someone like my dad who was very huge in the sabbath you know but you know it's like he knew a world of you know paul revere and the raiders you know and the beatles and the stones and then you hear something like this it had to be revolutionary and unfortunately most of us you know especially people younger than ralph and i you don't hear that much that's like, okay, this changes the game. You know, this is the the showstopper. The only thing I can, I can kind of think of is like maybe when people heard, you know, Eddie Van Halen for the first time, you know, and heard a superior singer like David Lee Roth, you know, it changes the game. But this is, it invented a whole genre, you know? And as much as, you know, there's people who say cream and the kinks and uh you know uh what you call it yeah hendrix and stuff like that i mean it's heavier but it's still there's there's much more psychedelia where you don't you don't get that there's no psychedelics in this shit this is just straight up creepy fucking heavy music um and it's mind-blowing and this is the blueprint for everything we know and love now I mean, without this, who knows? You know, what wouldn't have happened or how music would have took another direction. Um, so yeah, it made me, I'm definitely gonna have this more in the rotation now than I, than I did before. Cause I, I think I really appreciate, especially listening to it in an album context, you know, and not just hearing the song Black Sabbath or NIB or shit like that, man. Just listen to this thing from start to finish. Holy fuck. Some good, weird, wacky stuff here. Yes, sir. would you agree, Ralph?
0: Yes, but I would like to interrupt the review because look at the cutest puppy ever. Aww. His name, Her name is Kiddo, and she is Aww. so well behaved. And she's actually pretty smart, too. Kiddo. The best. I love this little dog. It's my nephew's dog. Uh, my brother got very, very sick and could. And my nephew had to go to work, so I drove to my brother's house. I gave him some antibiotics and uh, and you know my my brother's not feeling well, so he couldn't take care of the dog. So I have <laughs> the dog over here with me, and it's been pretty fun hanging out with this dog all day.
1: Uh, well, get well, Manny. First of all, yeah, he's, Manny feels he's, he's better. doing better now.
0: But, um,
1: Your brother yeah. Manny's a cool cat. Love you, Manny.
0: So, yeah. So, I got kiddo here. the kiddo uh, doggy out.
1: She's adorable.
0: And she's, and she's tired. I think. Aww. Let me put her in her bed, see if she'll stay there. Because she seems like she's passing out. No, nope, I think she wants to come back up with me. Well, nope.
1: She got a shitter piss? You okay there?
0: Uh, actually, that's what I was going to say. It's a smart dog because it pisses on the little piss pad.
1: Oh, you got a piss pad. But that smells good. And it's but a fucking good.
0: puppy. It knows.
1: Oh, Well, she's adorable.
0: Yeah, but it, it takes a dump anywhere. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's an awesome dog. I love that. But house. she's so cute, her shit don't stink. Yep. You know, um, there you go. In an hour, my nephew will be here to pick her up. So, it's been fun hanging out with her all day. Now, oh, shit, an hour. Sabbath.
1: Yeah, we better get into this.
0: All right, I'll, I'll take the song, the first song, uh, Black Sabbath. If I had my way, I'd change the title of this song to Fuck Blue Cheer. <laughs> it doesn't say Black Sabbath in the song at all. And I would add, you know how the song ends? da 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 Fuck blue cheer. Da-da-da-da. That's how I would have made this song. You know what I mean? And uh, oh my god, it's a spooky song. Ozzy said when he first played this song to his parents, his his dad was like, "Are you sure you're just drinking the occasional beer?" He thought was on drugs. And yeah, what a fucking song, man. It's. You know, there was at that time it was all flower power, and you know there was, you know, yeah, you had your little anti-protest songs, but yeah, nothing. How Black Sabbath did it. Black Sabbath was so evil, you know, evil incarnate, and and the music really. This song is just so, you know, with the tritone heavy, and then it's mellow, and then it just goes crazy, and of course, I mean nobody would want to admit this but it is the truth because according to geezer butler ozzy wrote the lyrics to the song blocks out so hey you know people try to argue with me about it i go dude i got geezer butler on video saying that ozzy wrote those lyrics you know i mean it all stemmed from a uh, dream Geezer had where he woke up and there was a dark shadow in front of his bed. That And he told Ozzy about it. And Ozzy wrote a song about it. He wrote the lyrics to it. And I think they're fucking awesome lyrics, you know? And uh, my God, and the heaviness of Bill Ward's uh, unorthodox plane, killer solo with Geezer going shit while Tony's ripping it. Greatest band ever. Love Black Sabbath. Yeah. What do you
1: think? Oh, well, I, I love it. The only thing that scares me is like, Ozzy wrote the lyrics to this, and apparently the new album he's working on, it's uh, the guy from Trickster. So man, I'm afraid there's going to be a drop-off.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I, I mean, from the minute it starts, you know, with the sound effects and the rain and the thunder, you know and that's one of the minimal overdubs that was done on this album that was recorded in a 12-hour period they recorded this you know and there's you know minimal sound effects a couple of vocal overdubs and a couple of guitar overdubs and that that's it the rest of this is like 12 hours just these young lads from birmingham going in there and knocking this shit out and it's a master class in less is more. If you listen to the space in this song, and and the breathing room, and just that guitar, you know, it's not like, you know, but what he plays, what Tony plays is so effective, you know, and, and then you listen to the bass from Geezer. And I read a cool quote where, you know, he was talking about what bass players how they normally played at that time but he's like I used to play guitar so now I'm getting used to bass and I'm kind of mirroring 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 what uh, Tony was doing and it just made the sound that much thicker and then you add Bill Ward in this who to me is hands down the star of this fucking album is Bill Ward I mean, even I love Ozzy. I don't think Ozzy really came into his own yet on this album. To me, I listen to this, all I hear is Bill Ward. E- even more so over Geezer and Tony. I hear Bill Ward and how important he was to this band and the sound of that original lineup. Uh, to me, no, you know, no true Sabbath without Bill Ward. Um, but yeah it's it's just the, the way it sets the mood the tone and it's slow and creepy and i love you know how they took the let's do music that scares people you know people love horror movies let's do scary music and did they ever um but then what, what's cool about it is these aren't like you know hail saint motherfuckers these kids all grew up in the church and you know they were brought up you know this way but it just it's them doing their interpretation and it's much more real than you know these bands from Norway with the stupid fucking makeup and burning churches you know that's that's not evil that's stupid that's like some millennial shit you know even though they did a long time ago but you know what I mean I mean that's stupid kid shit these are people just being like real and trying to invent something new and they fucking did it god damn do I love the title track and I think I appreciate it more now than I ever did before, because I think I kind of got to a burnout period with the song because I heard it so many times. But in the context of the album, listen it from start to finish. Wow, what a way to open up the fucking album! Oh yeah, and then we go in the we go into the next song, "The Wizard." Holy shit! You know, this is how long ago this was made. Back then, Ozzy Blue. Now he sucks. You know, you got Ozzy on the fucking uh, harmonica, and I even love what he did about that. You know, it's not any, like, tricky, like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm John Popper from fucking Blues Traveler shit. It's a simple, like, harmonic, you know, part, but it's so effective. You don't need to show off. It's almost like the harmonica's kind of like the guitar on this, you know, it's not, it's, it's basic, but effective. And it's cool, you know, like J.R.R. Tolkien shit, you know. Uh, Geezer even said this, is like, you know, they wrote this up about Gandalf the Grey, you know. So it's back to like, when bands like, you know, Zeppelin and Black Sabbath would do cool shit about fucking Lord of the Rings. Now it's, you know, horrible power metal bands do this shit and take it way too fucking seriously, and it's, like, a joke. Uh, but this is, like, very effective. Again, the star to me, Bill Ward just fucking, I mean, you're going to hear that at nauseum, you know, on these few songs that we have to talk about but uh, amazing I, I love this one I've heard other bands cover it and nobody even comes close even when Bill Ward and Geezer Butler did it you know, on the tribute album with uh, Rob Halford and and, and Wino from St. Vitus and, and The Obsessed um, that doesn't match the power of this at all uh The Wizard is just fucking amazing. What do you think? Yeah.
0: I love it. I think it's an awesome song. But I hate the harmonica. Hate really? it. Really? I don't think really? it's... Really? If you listen, the riff is what the harmonica's doing. I'd rather... Yeah. Without the mark, I, I want to hear the guitar do... Da-na-na-na. I-, I like to hear that. What's going on behind it? the harmonica I love. And I love the song in general. Especially when the harmonica is not playing. But this is my least favorite song on the album because of the
1: harmonica. Wow. But okay. I'm not
0: saying it's a bad song. I'm just saying it's an awesome song with horrible harmonica. That's, that's <laughs> the best I can say. Uh, next is uh, Behind the Wall of Sleep.
1: Are you well, don't get it twisted. Let's shit the bed here. It's yeah. the wasp behind the wall of sleep, basically, in NIB. If if you're an American, if you're a Yankee, that's what it's called.
0: Yeah, Behind the Wall of Sleep, classic, awesome. I love the fact that Sabbath played it on the reunion shows I saw. Yeah. Um It's just a great song, man. Real heavy, catchy. Nothing like it at the moment. This don't sound like Blue Fucking Cheer. Blue Fucking Cheer sounds like Jimi Hendrix, you know. So everybody out there that says Blue Cheer
1: invented heavy metal, you're a racist. Blue Blue Cheer sounds like fucking Grand Funk Railroad with a broken amplifier. Well, Grand Funk
0: Railroad came out later, but I'm just saying, you know, people are racist that that say Blue Cheer is, is the first. Uh, what about Hendrix? What ha- Spanish Castle Magic which by the way, Blue Cheer can never write a song as killer as that but Spanish Castle Magic was heavy for the time Fire was heavy I Don't Live Today was heavy Hendrix had a lot of heavy hard rock songs, but it wasn't metal and then Blue Cheer, which by the way, I own that album, what's it called, Something Eruptus with, with Summertime Blues yeah I don't hate it i think it's a good hard rock album but no way is that heavy metal and now no way it sounds like what Sabbath was doing on this album when it was dark and doomy, you know so yeah. basically um yeah behind the wall sleep fucking amazing
1: love it all right um uh, well i'll let you come back to this i'll do all of them in the way it's listed, uh wasp. I don't, I don't know what the fuck that is. It's it's behind the wall of sleep. Yeah. um <clears throat> see my notes here. uh I love the evil shuffle of behind the wall of sleep. I don't I don't know I don't know how else to describe. It. Maybe it's not musically considered a shuffle, but I I, I just like the weird beat to it and. Yeah. Again, I was like you when they did this shit on the reunion tour, I was like, oh, okay. Now that's some deep shit, you know. That that that's a you know, that's for the Sabbath fans. That's not for the paranoid motherfuckers, you know. Uh, fucking love it. But I, I do believe like on a track listing it should have been separate, you know, like okay, fuck cone the wasp part just behind the wall of sleep and Then go into NIB, but I, I'm reviewing the American edition here where it's all like this fucking melody.
0: Well, I think I think Wasp is uh, then 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 be all in the wall of sleep is dan, 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 with a drum beat,
1: with right? A, no, I'm mean, behind the wall
0: of sleep, you know,
1: yeah, e- exactly. And, and I feel the same way about basically an NIB, yeah, you know, that it's all NIB, you know. Uh, but but I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's brilliant the way they lead into one another, you know, uh, and the way it flows is amazing. And you know, I wish like when you'd see compilations that it was kept like this. Uh, I, I know I know that sounds weird because I say, on one hand I say they should be separated, but it's like I enjoy NIB more when I hear all of this together. You know, I, I don't know. It's more of an event. Um, but you know you go into basically and yeah I mean that's just amazing uh, bass playing to me just you know totally it makes the bass stick out which I, I think is a problem in a lot of music the bass is so either buried or it's just playing too similar to what else is going on here's something where the bass sticks out and I love when bass sticks out I think it just you know fills everything up more and definitely does that and then you got nib which is just an all-time fucking classic and uh you know geezers come out and said no it does not stand for nativity in black uh it was a joke about Bill's you know uh chin beard that they said looked like a pin nib uh which I guess is English slang for like the the, you know the ballpoint on a pen I don't fucking know. I wish it was called Nativity in Black and, and not his beard. That kind of takes the, the cool out of it. But you can't take the cool out of the fucking song. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's fucking amazing. And uh, just a masterpiece melody. What do you think of basically in N.I.B., Ralph?
0: Well, what's well, well, very interesting is that whole Nativity in Black... Ronnie James Dio said that in that movie, Black and Blue, when he was on stage, before yeah. he introduced it. Oh, I always thought this song was meant to be called Nativity in Black. And I don't know, I think Ronnie James Dio may have come up with that. I'm not sure. But I know that's when I first heard it, when I saw Black and Blue in 1980 at a midnight movie. And Ronnie. Right.
1: But it makes you think because they have the, you know, the little dots in between, you know, the letters and shit.
0: Yeah but Nativity and Black? I mean how I don't know. Maybe if I sit out for a little bit I can think of something that would be evil with that acronym. You know? Uh but my god, I love it. I love the bass solo. I don't like hearing NIB without the bass solo. I need to hear that intro. Uh yeah. where on we sold our soul for rock and roll, there's no No, it did that basically on there. But anyway. Come on, the devil falling in love. You know, it's fucking awesome, man. Who the hell was doing that back then? Nobody. For COVID. But, you know, you know what I'm trying um, to uh And it was the first riff I ever learned on guitar. When I first got my first guitar. And I was... I got my first guitar, like, in 79, 80. And I was really into this album at that time. Which I still am.
1: I remember, you first you got your first. You got your first six, six string. Bought it at the five and dime. Played it to your fingers. Brian. I
0: hate that fucking song, man. <laughs> Fuck Brian Adams.
1: Going go into going to some Brian Adams hatred. I'm gonna take another piss.
0: Yeah, it's like you you, you recite those lyrics. I Everything I do, I do it for you. you. Recite those lyrics. It's like yeah, I've heard that song a billion times, a billion times. I, and I don't hate Brian Adams. I like cuts like a knife. I saw Brian Adams. I come up here now? I saw Brian Adams. Um, what do you call? Uh, at the baseball stadium, it was Foreigner. It was supposed to be Ozzy, but Randy Rhodes died two days prior, so they had to cancel. It was Foreigner UFO. Pat Travers, who, who replaced Ozzy, and Brian Adams. And I think I knew one of his songs then. I don't know if it was Cut Like an Eye for a Knife or album prior to that. Either way, I, I saw Brian Adams' live. And I don't hate the guy, but man, I hate that. Summer of 69, I remember him being interviewed about that song, and he said, I was, I was like, he was too young back then. So, you know, he was a little kid. So what he was singing, uh, my first real six-string, he wasn't playing guitar back then. It was just a fiction song he wrote. But you listen to that song now, 40 years later, you probably think he was, you know, it is a uh, No, it's not. And actually, I know that tidbit on a song I dislike. And all this time, Ian, I was talking about Brian
1: Adams. That motherfucker, Canadian. Uh, all right. Uh, where are we now? Uh, take the next one, which is uh, Wicked World. Yes,
0: oh, me take it, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was my first version when I bought this out on Black Sabbath. It had Wicked World, it didn't have Evil Woman. Oh, this is another killer, killer, you know, kind of a anti. You know war song but it's not like hey we're gonna die One, two, three, three. what are we fighting for what is that country joe and the fish yep sucks fuck woodstock <laughs> seriously i like that song fuck uh fuck richie haven
1: yeah i, I ain't no richie haven's fan
0: uh fuck them all
1: and not because he's black because his music sucks
0: yeah it does but uh, he's probably in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He deserves to be. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, he went in with Jackson Brown. Yeah, there you go. Who's only in because his last name is Brown.
0: Yeah, and and, and also, uh, that goes to show that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is into women beating
1: Yes. Yes, famously uh, beat Daryl Hannah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they love that. That's why they nominated, and, nominated.
1: And him. And, and his first wife killed, her, killed herself because he was such a prick. Really, that's what that whole song, "The Pretender," that big hit he had. Yeah, that's about his wife who I'm killed sure herself. I'm sure I've heard it, but all yeah,
0: else, it's. I mean, it's the terrible. one that I know. Running on empty, running on.
1: Yeah, funk that, funk that I don't shit
0: know. too. But yeah, I'm sure I probably know the pretender. I just can't remember how it goes. Yeah,
1: he should have been held out because the lawyers in love. You know, that should have oh. fucking kept him out.
0: God, remember that shit. I hate Jackson
1: Brown so much. Yeah, me too. I
0: mean, me he too. Sucks, but it's one of those Rolling Stone magazine darlings,
1: you know. I know. But I want. I want to beat him with like a Hagar pedophile fan, just like you know, grab the Hagar pedophile fan from the, by the feet and just like slap him against Jackson Brown. You know. That'd you know cool.
0: all Jackson Brown fans like beating their wives.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that's what put Jackson Brown fans above Sammy Hagar fans because. You know, Jackson Brown fans beat adults.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but I love it. I love Wicked World. Heavy, non-compromising. Another metal song off the first metal album.
1: Wicked World Rules. I love it as well. Um, If I had to pick a least favorite, though, it would be this. Uh, but that's, that's not a slam, man. I mean, every, to me, every song here is a home run again. Uh, Bill Ward, you know, this album is the Bill Ward show. And I don't get to this day why he's n- not held in the same esteem as, you know, John Bonham and shit. uh cause to me, I mean, if you go back to this era, you know, I would say my three favorite drummers, even over, you know, a lot of people would be like Ginger Baker, love Ginger Baker, but I would take Bill Ward, Ian Pace, and Mitch Mitchell from the Hendrix Experience. And I think it goes back to influences. I mean, these guys, you know, they took their influences from real drummers, but didn't do it like, you know, like, like, like Peter Chris uh you know they they took it to another level but they're still inspired by real drummers and i i think you know a lot of that has to be said look at the influences of all these musicians uh you know geezer and tony and you know i love ozzy but i'm talking about the musicians here um you know they were inspired by true real good musicians and everything gets watered down i I think that's why like you know, bands today suck so much, is they're inspired by a copy of a copy of a copy, you know, where these guys kind of like took, you know, their influences was like, you know, jazz drummers and shit, you know, they grew up with, before there was rock and roll, and but they made their own fucking sound, and, and it's just watered down now, you know, you don't hear anything innovative, you know, you just hear, you know copies of of shitty bands, you know. But this shit to me is like drumming fucking 101. You listen to this shit. I mean, seriously, Bill Ward is my favorite drummer of all time. And I know good drummers. And it's not Tommy Lee, you motherfuckers. You know, you listen to something like what Bill Ward does. Then you listen to every other drummer that's ever been in Black Sabbath. And I still stand by this. The the closest to Bill Ward is Tommy Clitoris. Uh, Clip you know, what, Vinny came in, and it, Vinny did Vinny. Vinny has a big sound, and I love Vinny and Dio, but he's no Bill Ward. And I know a lot of you people love to suck the fucking cock of Cozy Powell. I've never heard anything Cozy Powell's done that's better than what I've heard from Bill Warren. You can take that rainbow shit and everything. I'm not saying he's not a capable drummer, he's a very capable drummer and a good drummer. But he's not, Bill, Bill Warren's like next level shit. Stuart Copeland's next level shit. Neil Peart's next level shit, you know? And as much as I love, you know, Portnoy, a great drummer. But I hear Portnoy doing what's come before him, and he does it very capable. But I I don't even, like, I don't hear Portnoy drum, and I'm like, oh, that's Portnoy. You know, I just hear a good drummer. But with these guys, I hear a distinct sound, man, and the, the jazziness of it, and the looseness of it, and the little fills that they have. You know, that's what I, you know, like a drummer like Stuart Copeland, what he does with the cymbals is 10 times better than what most people do with the regular drums and bill ward's got that you know he's got that jazzy fucking, you know in the pocket you know but all over the place and off time and in time but always sounds good and serves the song and i don't know why he gets the disrespect that he gets you know and especially from tony and what i've kind of gathered together just by reading interviews and, and through history Tony's got a fucking issue with Bill Ward, and I don't know what, how can you do those two shitty fucking songs. I don't care what anybody says; those two new songs on fucking Reunion were shitty. But on one, you use a drum machine, a drum machine when you have Bill Ward. Now, has Bill deteriorated that much? No. Or is there just is, is there just some kind of you know because, uh, you know I watched this video online. And, and by the way, I, I had to call Ralph because I was like, hey, this guy's using a ton of your fucking shit. This guy made a video about the cross-purposes era and, and used a lot of Ralph interviewing Tony Martin. And uh, they talk about when Bobby Rondinelli, you know, they, they didn't want to pay him, so he quit. They got Bill Ward back. And Tony was so like, oh, you weren't up to snuff. You didn't do this, you didn't do that, you know? And then Sabbath gets back together at first in 97. And they got Mike Borden from fucking Faith and More, who I love. Why not what what where's this disrespect for Bill fucking Ward? Mike Borden was horrible in Black Sabbath. I thought it was a joke. I, I think he's a great drummer. To tell you the truth, I was so fucked up when I saw Sabbath, you know, that at that, that Ozfest. You know, I don't care how
0: good the a drummer he is, he could not play well on Sabbath. He sucked. You, you think it was bad, or do you think it?
1: I mean, or do you think he had prejudice just because you hate Faith No More?
0: No, or? no, 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 no. I, mean, I, I, I if he would have played good, I would have admitted him.
1: And I know he worships fucking Bill Ward. I mean,
0: listen to his drumming on Faith No More. That drumming put it in I mean, it just doesn't
1: blend well. And
0: yeah. He, he did okay. Wasn't he in Ozzy? He was all right in Ozzy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was okay. I, I have no complaints of him.
1: Yeah, but but the Ozzy. drummer from Trickster can play fucking Ozzy drum parts.
0: Well, still, it was. I mean, it was fine. I didn't. I didn't complain. But then hearing him do, you know, War Pigs, whatever the hell, Children of the Grave, <laughs> all shit. I saw. I only saw that once, and thank God the next house brought
1: Dover.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I just thought he sucked. He sucked and blah.
1: But, uh, yeah, to me, he's the most underrated member of that band. He's so important to the sound, especially, you know. And, and I do, like, you know, something you open up to me, open up me to is, you know, Bill does drum differently on Heaven and Hell. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it is pocket. much, it, it's too, still incredible. It's, but, it's great, but it's in the pocket. Right. Uh, you know, where it's much more loose with the Aussie shit, you know, but to me that's what creates the Black Sabbath sound is that looseness, you know and yet, I mean, as much as I love the Dio stuff, it is much tighter it's, to me just as good, but in a different way but that looseness and that jazzy feel I like Born Again
0: over the Dio albums with Sabbath that's, yeah, drove-
1: fa- that's my favorite Sabbath after Ozzy is Born Again and, but but to, to me, even on that is different than the Aussie shit, you know? And it's different from the fucking, uh, the Dio stuff. Yeah. I I, th- I, I think the Born Again drumming is closer to the, to the Aussie era, but it's still different. It's different.
0: You know? it, it, it's yeah. a little more adventurous than Heaven and Hell, but it's not as sporadic and organic as yeah. the 27th.
1: But, you, you know, even, you know, look at the bass plane, you, you know, is organic with Classic Sabbath. But it, the, the bass plane is still, you know, prominent and stuff on the Dio stuff. But uh, they never got that drum sound back. And as much as, you know, I think it sucks at the Farewell Tour, they got Tommy Clitoris. But every fucking, every video I saw, he came the closest to that that loose, jazzy feel. And I'll give him all the props for that, you know. And I would never expect that, you know, somebody who came from, you know, Rob Zombie, (laughs) you know, where you're basically a human drum machine. Uh, You know, I mean, I know he played with Cooper too. Uh, But I I, I thought, you know, he, he did good. But yeah, Wicked World, least favorite, still love it. And then we go into the last song. Or cycle of songs, I should say. You want to talk about uh, Woman? Uh, yeah. I thought we were gonna do that. I thought we'd do that last, though. Okay, we'll do it last. Um, uh, finger Sleeping Village, and the Warning, and that's uh, another one of those where I'm like, okay, fuck, what's what? I wish they you know, either they were separate tracks or they broke the time fragment down. But to me, it's just like Sleeping Village and then The Warning. Um, Love them them both. Uh, Love the way it goes together. Here's something I did not know, and I can't believe this, because I like to think I know it all, or at least a lot, or more than the average guy. I didn't know that The Warning was a cover.
0: You don't remember my review, man? No. Yeah, The Drummer of Journey.
1: Yeah, Ainsley Dunsbar. Yeah, Ainsley and Dunsbar.
0: He was in Starship
1: for a while. Yeah, yeah. And Journey. The White. And Frank Snake, Zappa. The White Snake
0: '97 album. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh yeah, Ainsley Dunsbar is my. Uh, see, I, th- I, I think I hold Ainsley Dunsbar in higher esteem than Cozy Powell, but that's neither there. The, the, but anyway, yeah, Ainsley Dunsbar, who got kicked out of. Uh, uh, John Mayall and the Bluesbreakers. God damn, you you could you'd need fifty-seven fingers to count all the great musicians who came out of John male But uh, yeah, he got kicked out of John male and started a band called A.Z. Dunbar's Retaliation, and he called it that because he got kicked out of John male, But they did this song, "The Warning." Uh, and what I think I think is funny. Another thing I learned today doing research is. Uh, Ozzy Miss Hearing the Lyrics where uh, the whole t- you know, the title, The Warning and the original lyric is I was warned about you baby uh, you know and Ozzy misheard Heard said I was born without you baby but it just stayed that way I think that's fucking hilarious um, but I love it and it, it's crazy for me to know that this is a cover now um uh, because it has all the elements of Sabbath to me. It doesn't sound like a cover where, you know, the next song we talk about sounds like a cover, feels like a cover. Spoiler alert, I love it, but it just sounds so out of place with the rest of the album. And um, But this just, this sounds like Sabbath. And to me, probably my favorite Ozzy vocal on the record is The warning. I think he just sounds great here. There's other songs where I hear like, I hear moments of Ozzy, but I know he's going to get even better. You know, and for, for people who like, you know, bitch about Ozzy and say he can't sing and blah, 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 listen to the, the whole Sabbath Bloody Sabbath record, I think is the best singing he's ever done. You know, amazing. And you would never hear him like that again. You know moments on sabotage but man Sabbath, but back to the warning uh i think it's awesome i love the looseness of it how it goes in it goes out uh you know it comes back together at the end you know there there's a showcase for for every member in this song you know there's those great tony parts those great geezer parts you know like the rest of some amazing you know bill ward parts but Ozzy, man, his vocals on this are my favorite. Definitely my favorite vocals on the record. What do you think about uh, Butterfinger, Sleeping Village, Warning?
0: This, uh, and I don't care if it's a cover or not, is my favorite song off the album. Uh, it wasn't always that way, but i say maybe like over 10 years. I know when I did that review, I'm pretty sure I gotta go back and look at it. I said it was my favorite song off the album. Um, my God. And I love the little Tony Iommi ripping part in the middle. I just, this is a great example of a killer long song. You know, Uh, a lot of, a lot of songs back in the 70s that wasn't done by Yes are great. (laughs) They're great. You know, the long song, a lot of, uh, Stranglehold from Ted Freebird. You know, Highway Song, Blackfoot,
1: all the Tarkus Black- by Emerson Lake and Paul. Yeah, fuck that. Um, hey, you, you like that song. I watched your review. Oh, I did? What was it again? Tarkus. It's the only song I like on that album, but I fucking love it. Is that, oh, Emerson okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I remember it
0: had a cool album cover with that big.
1: Yeah, with the tank. Like, was it yeah. on or something? Yeah, yeah. That's a good song. The rest of the album sucks cock.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. I I remember I did review it for Jacob Smith, my good friend, who got me into General Giant.
1: Love that guy. Giant
0: opened for Black Sabbath at the Hollywood Bowl. Nice. Anyway, I love The Warning. It's my favorite song off the album. I don't give a fuck if it's a cover or not. I went back on YouTube and heard Anjali Dunbar version, and it's great. Savage has made it better. But the original is good. I really dug it. Um, So there you go. That's what I think of this song. And then we go into Evil Woman. Yes. Now, I would put The Wizard over Evil Woman. Do a harmonica and all. And it's not a bash on Evil Woman. Evil Woman, like he said earlier, it doesn't sound like much. It sounds like a cover song. It sounds like... <laughs> it sounds like a song that was written specifically for the radio. And I think yeah. that's
1: what they did. Well, and, and that's what it was. They were pressured by their... Uh, I don't think it was their man... I can't remember if it was the manager or the producer said we need something a little bit more commercial and Tony was against it. The rest of the band was like okay with it. Tony was kind of like, eh, but he w- went along with it. I mean, they were young. You know, but yeah, but I, I mean, I love like the, those fills that Geezer does. On oh yeah, record.
0: that's the best that's part great. of the song
1: for me. And it, it it's, it's catchy as fuck. Uh, and I wish I could find this because I know so many people love. You know, my old you know calling the band is kind of crazy, but Blood Sausage. You know, we got the my death metal version of "I Don't Believe in Love." But we did a version of Evil Woman, and I, I don't know. Gary Gunn, The Gun Show, friend of mine and Tim Breams, a.k.a. and Stanley. Uh, I, I wish he had a copy of it. I know it sounded like shit, but still, yeah, we did a cover of this just because we thought it was so cool, and he was the bass player. He wanted to do it because of those, those great geezer films, but yeah... Uh, I, I can see why this was kept off the American version. Actually, I'm I'm a little surprised because a lot of times the American version they would put more commercial stuff on there. But yeah, this was this was kind of forced on them to like, oh, wow, this is some evil shit nobody's ever heard. We got to have something so we can sell this record. But I still like the song. You know? Right on. We, all right. Well, that is our review of uh, the first heavy metal album, uh, Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. This was uh, produced by Roger Bain and engineered, you know, for you metalheads who pay attention, engineered by Tom Allman, who was known to produce, you know, the very successful era of Judas Priest. What would Tom Allman start with? I think he started with Unleashed.
0: No, I believe it was, yeah, Unleashed, yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah, on he did Unleash through uh I believe Ram It Down. Yeah, uh was all, Tangeri,
0: all Yeah Tangeri. Yeah. Was
1: yeah, and then he came he had a co producing credit on Firepower and I think he produced uh the live album um Battle Cry. I think it was done by by Tom Owen, but I mean just a fun factoid. Uh, there another guy with uh, metal history uh, was originally released on Friday February 13th 1970 in England we wouldn't get it over here in the colonies to July 1st uh, but god damn I mean this is just, what an important album and uh, you know it, it's kind of funny when you think about it is this is episode almost like you know 400 basically. Of this show, but you know, there's certain albums Ralph and I in the beginning were like, "Well, we can't do this now." <laughs> you know, we got to have longevity to this show. Um, little did we know—I don't think either one of us ever thought we'd still be doing this shit a decade later. <laughs> you know, but then again, all these other podcasts suck, so we had to pick up the slack and keep going. Yeah, uh, you ain't gonna get this shit on Joe Rogan Experience. Um, or free for it. I, Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um I did it with a wink.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, keep <laughs> winking. What an idiot. Guy's such a fucking body. <laughs> God. Mark Allen Poser.
1: What are oh. you think? What? What you're gonna get your ass kicked, Ralph. You need to calm down. Oh yeah, that's
0: right. I'm weak, he
1: says. Bitch
0: try to just try it you big for nothing galoot <laughs> you're a galoot whatever the fuck
1: that's <laughs> shove, corn... <laughs> shove a fucking corn dog stick up his bo- booty hole yeah. uh but anyway no just an amazing fucking album a pleasure to talk about this and uh you know i i think it's probably rare that we have listeners who don't know this album but a lot of them could have been like how i was you know kind of took this shit for granted or maybe didn't listen to it in its proper context i mean that's a great thing about you know 70s and good 80s era albums they were meant to be listened to from the first song to the fucking last they weren't fucking 75 minutes long you know this album's like under 40 minutes and it's a fucking masterpiece and and the flow of it everything's fucking perfect it's black sabbath you know the first and you know the greatest heavy metal band of all time you know i mean as much as i love other bands you know judas priest you know all all your you know shit like that i consider van halen like what dave calls it big rock to me that's not metal it's just big rock perfect analogy this is heavy metal and God damn it. Thank God we have it. You know? Just fucking yeah. amazing. Alright, well, now it's time to go into pick of the week. And route do you have pick of the week? Nope. Me either. Oh, you don't? No, I'm not prepared. I, I, I got off of work. I listened to this album for like the sixth time and didn't even think about it. But if I had to pick one right now, I'm going to pick something off the wall, and not off the wall, Um, (laughs) but it's Sabbath-related. How about that? You couldn't get, like, it makes no sense with what we're talking about, but it's Sabbath-related because it features a Black Sabbath drummer, Uh, even though he never played on an album. uh, This album features the musical stylings of Bev Bevan. And I'm going to go with ELO's 1979 album, Discovery. Yeah. And it is it is their disco album in a way. You know, it has Don't Bring oh, Me yeah. Down. I love like uh, that
0: Molly song. What was that song, Molly song? Uh,
1: uh, Ballad of Horace Whip. <laughs> I don't cool. know that. Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, But I love shit like Last Train to London. I yeah, love very distant, that song. Very good. And uh, God, what's the other one? It's kind of a ballad. I can't remember the fucking name of it. But I mean, if you like some ELO, you know, even if you're just like, well, I like this song you hear on the radio, uh, (laughs) check it out. If you like disco, but you're like, I don't know any ELO. And it's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, but you can tell they're incorporating disco elements to it. But I just love ELO. You know, and I think it, it's one of those, I bought it just because it don't bring me down, uh, but I was pleasantly surprised uh, on how solid it is. It's just a good, good fucking ELO album. Uh, wishing. That, that's the song I was thinking of. I'm wishing. Uh, you'd know it if you heard it, Ralph. Good, good I, fucking I, song. I love that album. I'm
0: a big ELO yeah. fan. You
1: know, I was into ELO,
0: before I was into Black Sabbath. ELO, right. before I was into Kansas. ELO, I was really into as a little kid. They were like my first real, like, favorite band at that time. Because, I, you know, I didn't fully develop, but still. You know, the song Do Ya, and Telephone Line,
1: and uh, Evil Woman. Shit. You know what's funny is, I love Do You by ELO Now but I heard Ace's version first. And when I heard ELO, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Ace's version better. No, and now I'm, I'm like, the, I'm the complete opposite.
0: It's actually a Move song. It originally was a B-side for the band The Move that had... Yeah. And Ron
1: Wood, the great... Ro- yeah, Ro- Roy Wood.
0: Roy Wood, the great guy. Cheap Trick influenced a lot. It was a yeah. beat side of a of a move song that you know took ELO on yeah. like, I don't know three four albums for them to re redo it, but the yeah. move version is really good. It's a little more raw. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. So yeah,
1: great album. Is your dog playing? Is your dog with a squeak
0: toy? No, that's like my my uh, my chair. Um, oh, my my leg moves nervously for no reason. Oh, okay, calm calm
1: down. It will. We're just get being played all over the fucking uh, planet Earth.
0: The duck is not in front of
1: you. Oh, she's sweetheart.
0: She's out. She's out of it. But uh Our, What's well, your pick my, of the week? My pick <clears throat> will be ELO as well. Oh, okay. From Birmingham, England. There's another connection. Yes. Out of it. Yeah. Um Out of the Blue.
1: The double,
0: oh, the double album. Yeah. Great double album. You know, a couple clunkers. That's why I say, man, short albums are better. But, you know, Mr. Blue Sky, Turn to Stone.
1: Oh, Turn to Stone. Oh, Love that song.
0: Jungle. Oh, God, there's so many good songs on that album. It's Over. Oh, just, it was very well promoted. I remember when I was a little kid. You know, all the record stores had big
1: ass. Well, that that was probably when when you said that was probably the height of of ELO. That
0: was the the biggest uh, ELO was. They had a you know a, a, a UFO as a stage. Yeah. Um, and I was really, I mean, I owned every ELO album except for the first one. I couldn't find that one.
1: Yeah, you had to get that as an import for the longest time.
0: I got it now, but back then I owned the New World Record. I owned it on the third day. ELO 2? I owned ELO 2. and All the way up to Discovery.
1: What's the one with the Ruby Slippers? Uh,
0: Eldorado.
1: Eldorado. That's, Another that, great album. That was
0: That's probably my favorite. Eldorado. And that was the one that... Uh, Creatures went crazy for it, but during the pa- uh, satanic panic, Man. all the episodes played out because that album starts with Backward Master. Yeah. And, and what it says is turn back. Turn." It's just saying turn back. It's not Man. satanic at all, but you know, it sounds satanic because of the deep voice and yeah. stuff, but can't get it out of my head. It's one of the greatest songs
1: ever. Meanwhile, those same preachers went home, played the first Montrose album, and the little kid's fucking in the ass. Yeah, um,
0: in the In their bad motor Yeah.
1: All right. Well, those yeah. are our pick of the week. And it's funny. We go from the first metal band ever to ELO, but goddamn yeah, good, good music is good music.
0: To a band that John Lennon called the Sons of the Beatles. John Lennon yeah. called ELO the Sons
1: of the Beatles. Yep. All right. Well, now it's time to go into fan of the week, and I I got one. Okay. All right. Who? Charlie Hill. Oh my God! That's that's a legend there. Yeah. You know. I mean,
0: when the last time I talked to him, he was talking about one of our latest episodes. You know, Charlie Hill ain't on Facebook anymore. Yeah. He still listens to us, man. So. Shout out to Charlie Hill. I'll be seeing him in late January. We're gonna go see Cheap Trick. And this is interesting. I don't know. I've I haven't really looked into it. But Cheap Trick is playing in West Palm Beach in some Beatles stuff. So is Cheap Trick gonna play nothing but Beatles stuff? I hope so.
1: Yeah. As I long as they haven't played the, like the Doctor in its entirety. You're, I you're love the watch. Doctor, dude. Dude, oh, get but, the fuck out of here. Nobody it, likes The Doctor.
0: Dude, The Doctor is kind of like Dada. It's weird. And, oh.
1: Oh,
0: man. I love The Doctor. Fuck, fuck Busted and, and, and uh, oh my God, that that real bad one, that special one.
1: Oh, See, I, I, there's some songs I really like on the special one.
0: But you know what the worst, to me, the worst two-trick album is standing, Is what? Yeah, standing on the edge.
1: Yeah, but that's got some good songs on it, too. No, though. it
0: doesn't. It has
1: one. Does that, that, doesn't that have Tonight at You?
0: Yeah, that's the only good song. Yeah. There's a song on know. there that's kind of like a poison riff on it. I mean, it <coughs> a bare metal song. It, it was just terrible.
1: Terrible. Yeah. yeah, but Doctor Sucks. Uh, Yeah, so no, Charlie Hill, that's a fucking legend. And you can't mention Charlie without mentioning the beautiful Daniela Hill, his wife. Yeah, uh, you know that's a package deal right there. Yep. love those two. Love those two. You we were at their wedding. I saw them on their honeymoon. I mean that—that's just family, or or as we say in the Latino community, familiar. Is that I pronounce it.
0: What you think? I listen to you. <laughs>
1: Anywho, that that's a. Uh,
0: there's that's only one amazing. thing I can say bad about Charlie Hill, though. I mean, you want me to say it on the show? I mean, it's pretty bad.
1: All right, I'll oh. tell you. Is that he oh. paid to go see Death Leopard and Motley Crew?
0: No worse than that.
1: Oh no, there's not worse than that. Yeah, there is. No.
0: When you and I weren't talking, fighting, yeah, Charlie yeah. came up to me trying to fix our friendship I thought that
1: was super lame
0: (laughs) horrible thing for him to do
1: no that was awesome that was awesome he's good people love Charlie good people and I also want to send a shout out to I think that's amazing because he is a a hall of famer uh with the rock and metal combat podcast but I also want to send out uh you know like a special shout out to all the new people there's been a lot of new people who have joined the page and I've been very inactive in the last year on the page compared to what I used to be. So I don't get to know a lot of these people, but the you fact You make that... me an
0: administrator.
1: I thought you were.
0: No, I'm not. Not cool. Oh. Oh, not cool, okay. See, Charlie? That's why I didn't want to be a framer. He doesn't want to oh. make me an administrator.
1: Oh, I thought you were. I thought I made you an administrator. No, you did not. Oh, okay, well, I'll make you administrator. So, you you knew people better watch the fuck out, because Ralph will get rid of you.
0: Oh, I'll delete, <laughs> I'll delete all your asses.
1: You say some I've stupid had, shit.
0: You know, I've had two or three people attack me on the podcast. They, they don't know who I am. Yeah, there's people part of the podcast page that don't even listen.
1: Oh, oh fuck. Hold on a second here. We're going to take care of this shit right now, and you good people are going to listen to this shit while I do it. Because, I mean, what the fuck else are you doing? Okay, let me go to the page here. Uh, let's see. Uh, what would I go to for that? Manage. Okay, let's go to manage. Doesn't take me anywhere. Oh, administrator.
0: Yeah, make sure you okay. pick the right route Vieira. All
1: right. Um, hmm.
0: My main picture, I'm sitting in front of my records.
1: Alright, let's see. View members requests, contacts. Uh, you people gotta listen to all this shit. How do I do this? View member requests, your contact, manage notifications. Leave it now, want do all that. There should be like an add Ralph button.
0: Let's see. I think you find me, and then next to it, there's uh, options. Oh, here we
1: go. Administrators and moderators. Okay, here we go. Uh, hmm. Let's see. See all admins. And by the
0: way, what you're hearing below as he is doing this is some ELO. There you go. From Birmingham. Right.
1: Maybe I need to click on your thing and then add you?
0: I think, like, if you see, you find Ralph Vieira and the friends, there's a little option next to it. Make. Okay. It. I'll tell you. Make. Okay. It. Which,
1: which, which picture is it? Is it the one with you with the glasses?
0: In front of my record, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That one. So, let's see here. Uh, what can I do? On the fuck? Get back. Yeah, I hate all this shit. Administrator, assistant. Uh,
0: let's see. Let's Hello, a man. Yeah. Damn. I wish I could hold up the puppy, but the puppy looks so fucking cute. All passed out in front of me. I don't want to wake him up. Her up. Kato. Hey. Kato.
1: That is cute. Uh, hmm. Let me try this members. Find a member. Oh
0: sh! and
1: So cute. Uh, Ph. Okay, here we go. I see you. Uh, invite as administrator. Here we go. Okay. I, so sent, you an in, I sent you an invite.
0: Oh, so I got accepted.
1: Oh, is that what I just heard ding? Uh, yes. All right. Well, then hit accept.
0: Well, I, I got to do it after the show because... I am low on what do they call that stuff on the phone? Um, data.
1: Be- oh, okay. I'm low on data. All right. Well, so I gotta do it. All right. It. Well, you you got an invite, so so a uh, little warning. Don't be a douchebag because Ralph don't suffer douchebags too well. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna put up with your crap if you start anything. on this. Yeah.
1: You're gone. And then, and- and then i'm uh I'm you know let this be said i i said it before in the past but i guess it bears repeating uh because I, I thought ralph was already administrator again so if ralph chooses to delete you for whatever reason don't come crying to me because i want him to have equal equal power so if you like really offend him and he says hey i don't want this person on the show even though i might be cool with you if you do something to piss him off and you get gone He's got just as much to say, so you're gone. I can't bring you back. So, well,
0: you know, I mean, don't even listen, fool, because I do not delete people. You know, unless they really, really, really deserve it. I was attacked a couple times on the on the podcast page. I got to tell you, like, it was like two or three times. I think two of them I wouldn't have blocked it. I would <laughs> Like them. recently, or? I well, no, not that recent. It's been months. But one was really rude. And even Samuel Wetz, like, ran to my defense because the guy was going off on how I'm a nobody and uh, this and that and Samuel Wetz. What was this? I don't remember, man.
1: Oh, shit.
0: I don't remember. Man. I-, I get it. The thing is, I get attacked every day on YouTube, so it's kind of, right. it's kind of a blur. On YouTube, it's it's hilarious. You know, uh, you're rude to me on YouTube. I hide you where your comment stays there. And you can still comment on my videos, but nobody can see you. Just you. So I know there's a lot of people on YouTube saying you suck Ralph like a million times, but I only saw it once. And then I just
1: hit him, you know? All right. Um, Well, well, let all the haters know your ass has been put on notice. Ralph is an administrator as soon as he charges his phone. Well, after this
0: episode, I get on my computer and I can do it on my computer.
1: There you go. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for checking out this episode. Whether you're listening to it as a podcast or you're watching it on our YouTube channel. And just a reminder, join that fucking YouTube page. Hit subscribe. Smash the like button. Make sure you get all notifications. Because we're getting back into a regular mode here. Happy Thanksgiving to all you motherfuckers yes, out happy there.
0: happy Thanksgiving. And like the video. It's good for the YouTube
1: algorithms. That's right. And you're going to get not one, but two episodes on Thanksgiving. Because we're going to put up this episode. And we're going to put up our Q&A that we did uh, live on YouTube the other night. So Yes, all maybe on that, that will It'll be on Yeah, for, As soon as... We... Swayed you motherfuckers to join our as... Uh, Patreon.
0: As soon as Ian puts the Black Sabbath episode up... I put this episode, the video version, because yeah. you're going to get the music version. You get to hear killer jams under it. Yeah. Uh, and a funny thing. I, I sent you the Q&A, right? And you're yeah. adding music to it. But then halfway through it, I realized, this is the Saxon episode. You know? Uh, so uh, I uh, and downloaded the video, because it's only on video. And something I, happened
1: something happened when when you sent me the q a uh i had to send something back to you so you might have to like reauthorize me for that one okay but uh do that and i'll put both of those up tomorrow and uh yeah because some people want to hear this shit with the music that you get on the, the podcast version some people want to look at us uh, a lot of the sammy hagar fans like to look at us and then fuck themselves in the ass with the dildo uh, and, and I, think I, I get it,
0: and, and look at us as, and fantasize we're toddlers.
1: Yes, we're very attractive people with a youth, youthful appearance. You'd never know that we we both are senior citizens. But if you enjoyed this, come back. We're going to record. This is Wednesday night. We're going to record again on Friday, and then we're going to put that motherfucker up. So everybody was like, "Oh, we ain't hit episode." To get episodes out the fucking yin yang. Enjoy, motherfuckers, and it's going to be something we want to do. Yeah, yeah, we're still getting to the the fan episodes that we have yeah, left, but mean. we're mixing it in with some shit we want to do. And if you're into that shit, come back next week to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Macumagob.
0: <laughs>